This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Monday, November 1st. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, firefighters battled a multi-alarm blaze in Philadelphia's Port Richmond section on Sunday night and saved a neighborhood bar from catching fire. The call came in just before 10 p.m. for a massive fire showing from a vacant three-story warehouse located near the intersection of Melvale and Tioga Streets. Officials say a tire manufacturing company once operated out of the warehouse. It's no longer in use, but whatever was left inside was fueling the fire. Firefighters initially tried to get inside the building but backed away when the flames started to intensify and shot through the roof. Jeez. The blaze reached four alarms before it was brought under control around midnight. A portion of 95 near the fire scene was closed in both directions for a period of time uh, due to smoke billowing across the roadway. Tom McGinley, one of the owners of the Bonks Crab Bar located next to the warehouse, says a bartender called him uh, to wake him up and tell him about the fire and they say that uh, the reason that the bar is still standing is because of those firefighters. No injuries were reported. There is no immediate word on what exactly sparked the blaze. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said Sunday that she has contracted COVID-19. The 42-year-old said she was last in contact with President Joe Biden on Tuesday when she met with him at the White House where they were more than six feet apart and both wearing masks. Biden, who is t- uh, who is tested frequently, last tested negative on Saturday, according to the White House. Psaki did not a- accompany Biden on his trip abroad to Rome this weekend for the group, uh, for the group of 20 Summit and next Glasgow, Scotland on Monday for the U.N. Climate Summit. Pisaki planned to travel with the president, but scrapped the trip just as uh, he was set to depart for Europe after learning that members of her household tested positive for COVID-19. Since then, I've quarantined and tested negative via PCR uh, for COVID on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, she said in a statement. However, today I tested positive for COVID. She said she is only exhibiting mild symptoms when I have not had close contact in person with the president or senior members of the White House staff since Wednesday and tested negative for four days after that last contact. I'm disclosing today's positive test out of an abundance of transparency, Pisaki said. White House staff and others traveling with the president have been undergoing daily tests for COVID-19 since uh, before departing Washington and are, they are all fully vaccinated. Biden got his COVID-19 booster on September 27th shortly after federal regulators approved the third dose for many Americans. Pisaki said that she would return to work in person at the conclusion of a 10-day quarantine and following a negative rapid test. The popular gaming site Roadblocks went back online Sunday after being down for most of the weekend. The online platform crashed on Friday. In a statement, the company tweeted Sunday evening that Roadblocks is back online everywhere. Thank you for your continued patience as we get back to normal. The company tweeted several updates on its progress to restore service. Roblox said that the outage was not related to any specific experiences or partnerships on the platform. This was apparently meant to squash rumors that the trouble was caused by a free burrito giveaway at a digital Chipotle in the game. <laughs> a free it, burrito, yeah. Right? Burritos, people go crazy. That brought down <laughs> empires, Preston. <laughs> Rome, the Roman Empire. It was a Tuesday. It was free burrito. Oh my God. God. And that was it. And the history books the left hordes, that out. Yep, absolutely. Crazy. I got a lot of questions uh, yesterday about this. This is Jace's game. Like, this is what he will spend. Is that what he's into? Oh, he, he will spend hours on this game and what, he plays what, with friends. Like? You know what? I've asked him, like, a number of questions, mainly because uh, I pay a monthly fee for this game. Yes. Uh, so, and I learned from another kid who was playing the game that you can actually 
create your own games. And, so it's like Minecraft a little bit? I, I mean, I don't know about Minecraft, okay. but I'm assuming, yes. And, and then you can uh, earn the, the money in the game. which would burritos. Well, yeah, well, well exactly, which would uh, let me not have to pay this monthly right, fee that I pay. So right. I'm encouraging him to build the games within this Roblox platform so that I don't have to pay the money. Uh, on the platform, players can create their own games and play with other users. It's become wildly popular after the coronavirus pandemic closed schools and kept children indoors looking for something to do. Uh, according to numbers compiled by the social media consulting firm Backlinko, Roblox has more than 43 million active users a day. It's up from 14 million in 2016. 40 million games and 9.5 million developers. You know, you think about this stuff and you, you remember like, so obviously Facebook had an issue with someone basically pushing a wrong button uh, yeah. and, and that <laughs> so we think, okay, they must have you know backup systems and backup systems and all this stuff, but you can still Bring a whole thing down just by a little bit of oversight. Just by a burrito. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're saying... Power of burritos. They're saying it wasn't the burrito, but... Oh, oh that's exactly what someone who uh, right. had a burrito incident would say. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's do sports this morning. All facts are yummy. Touchdowns, helping the Eagles easily beat the Lions 44-6 yesterday afternoon in Detroit. The Eagles improved to 3-5 and ended a two-game losing streak. The Lions fell to 0-8 and go into their bye week as the NFL's only winless team. Scott broke a scoreless tie late in the first period with a one-yard run, and Howard's four-yard run late in the second quarter put the Eagles up 17-0. They each had a touchdown run in the third quarter and finished with 117 yards rushing combined. The Eagles are back home on Sunday, and they'll face the L.A. Chargers. The Sixers are at home tonight and will host the Portland Trailblazers. Six games into the season, the Sixers are 4-2 and two and are tied for six in sixth place in the Eastern Conference, but are just one game out of first. The Blazers are 3-2 and two and in sixth place in the West. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock, and the Preston and Steve show will be there for the game tonight to ring the bell. Hey, hey, yeah. In game we five, know those guys. In game five of the World Series, Carlos Correa and the Houston Astros Atlanta Braves 9-5 to to cut the series deficit to 3-2. Atlanta had been 7-0 at home in the postseason and a crowd inside their ballpark and packed plaza outside came hoping to celebrate its first championship since 1995. Instead, the series will shift back to Houston for Game 6, which will be tomorrow night. And the Philadelphia Union beat FC Cincinnati last night in Subaru Park. Daniel Gazdag had a goal and an assist to lift the Union to a 2-0 win. Goalkeeper Andre Blake earned the shutout with two saves. The Union approved to 14-8-11 for 53 points and moved into second place in the Eastern Conference. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you, Kathy. Programming note real quick. Uh, Jason, just take a look at whatever pot, whatever channel that uh, sports was on because we, could, we couldn't hear it at all. We, this is day one. We have to figure out all the engineering sure. and, and uh, issues that we have. Because the other stuff exploded in my ears, yes. and that's fine, but we'll get it worked out. But I think it might be that particular fader uh, that is quiet. So there you go. Wanted to get that out of the way. That is done. Have you ever seen that movie, Exploding in My Ears? No. Yeah, is it like Scanners? Yeah. Where his head <laughs> blows up? Because that's what it felt like. Sure. Uh, well, we welcome you to day number one of Camp Out for Hunger 2021. And... Um, it's a whole new ball game. Last year, absolutely 
Uh, had no one in attendance. It was completely a closed set. This time around, it's not as big as we've done in years past, but there is room for people to come in here. If you want to make a donation and come in and check out the show and hang out for a bit, we got a really great setup this year. It looks fantastic. Honestly, Rodney and uh, his his crew and everyone who's worked on this has taken something, and we, we wanted it to be more towards what it used to be, but still, you know, accommodating certain protocols. Yes. And they just blew it out of the park. It's amazing. Absolutely. Okay. If you come down and you want to come inside, just bring a mask. You're good to go. That's all we need. And we have a lot of stuff going on this week for you to come down and participate in and be a part of. I do want to get this out of the way because we're going to have a lot of thank yous throughout the course of the week because there are a lot of people uh, that we need in order to pull this thing off. And this hour is sponsored by Newman University. Proud to once again be the video partner of the Preston and Steve Camp Out for Hunger. And Newman students provide the morning show and the audience with visuals happening on site as part of their hands-on learning experience. We are streaming this on YouTube. You can see it live right now. And the gang at Newman, they're running all the video stuff. So thank you, guys. We appreciate that. You can schedule a tour of the campus by visiting newman.edu and discover the new you. Like I said, there's a lot of people uh, that we're going to be thanking throughout the course of the week. Um, We have a Word of the Week prize. I want to make sure I mention some of the things that we normally do, no matter where we are. And... We're going to get to say this all week long. We have $300 brought to you by the Bagster. <laughs> Dumpster in a bag. So we'll do the letter of the day at the end of the show, and we'll get you close to winning that. Uh, a bunch of stuff happening. We have a lot of great guests that are swinging by this morning. Hopefully you will be one of them. Uh, but our buddy uh, Robert Irvine is stopping by today. Of, of course. Uh, Beats and Eats is happening tonight at the Fillmore. We will have Zack Snyder. It's Director's Day, by the oh, way. Oh, absolutely, today. yeah. So Zack Snyder, Army of Thieves, is now on Netflix. He will be joining us today. Uh, we will also have Adam freaking McKay on the show Oscar today. Oscar winner. Yep. They're both friends of the show. They're both actually friends of the How did we make friends like that, Preston? It happened, I don't know, it was some bizarre accident, but along the way we made friends. Uh, don't Look Up is in theaters and streaming on Netflix on the 24th of December. Uh, a lot of big stars in that as well. So uh, we'll talk to Adam later on today. Uh, we have some friends from 6ABC. Matt O'Donnell, Jessica Boyington, Jessica Boyington will be stopping by. And we're also going to get a lot of big donations through the course of the show today, which of course is what this event is all about. So we hope that you can do what you can. Maybe you've been by Acme already. Yes, multiple times. Made a monetary donation. But, of course, we want to see the in-person food donations, too. Real easy to swing by here. Uh, And we take donations, I think, until 8 o'clock tonight. Uh, And then we shut it down. Of course, it's a Sixers game tonight. We're going to be ringing the bell at the game this evening. Right. And if you need details about where to go, how to pull in here, where exactly you're dropping off your food, where to park, come in and see the event, you can go to WMMR.com because it all should be right there for you. And with that, I think I got everything taken care of. For the yeah, yeah. All right. We are done. So we are. No, we are not oh, done. Oh, that's okay. it. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. So we would love for you to stop by and see us this morning. we got room for you. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll get into the entertainment report. We'll do the stupid question. These things are on the way. Stay with us. Camp Out for Hunger on MMR. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an Internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. It's kind of self-explanatory after that. Why talk on the phone? Just text MMR at 39333. Send requests, comments, or text songs for what we're playing 24-7. The MMR short code. Always open. Never busy. 39333. 
Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. The stupid question. We are going to give away as a prize today $50 in 10 times the cash scratch-off tickets from the New Jersey Lottery. And uh, since we went to Chicago... We did. ...on the way to there and back, Casey watched the movie The Blues Brothers for the first time hey, ever. All right. So I'm going to pose a Blues Brothers Ooh, question. Okay. Where will you find both kinds of music, country and western? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR is an easy question. If you've ever seen the movie, you know the answer. So... Where will you find both kinds of music, country and western? 215-263-WMMR. Call us right now. Going to go through some birthdays while we wait for your answer today, being the first day of November. It is Tony Collette's birthday today. Super talented. Yeah, 49. And I, I think the first thing I saw her in was The Sixth Sense, or at least knowingly so, saw her in. To, as a testament to her performance... You had no idea. What is she? What is she, Australian? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, believe un- she is. Unbelievable. Yeah, she, because she has played an Aussie before yeah. in uh, Muriel's wedding. Uh, so I assume, but but her accent, and she, she pulled off with a, a slight little Philly yeah. lean to it and was outstanding in that movie. Yeah. And she's great in anything she does. So she turns uh, 49 years old today. Uh, so does Jenny McCarthy, uh, actress, former Playboy Playmate. Hosted the New Year's, or one of the hosts of the New yeah. Year's Rock, and he yes. likes the yeah. on-the-street gal, right? She, yeah, she does that all the time. I, I, you, there's, that has got to be a hellacious gig to be down in Times Square because it is, it's, it's just a harsh... I mean, last year, obviously, they weren't doing it, but uh, any time other than that where they're allowing everyone to filter in and just jam in, it sucks. I think it was like two, three years ago, and I was watching her, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know who this is. No, because there's, there seems to have been a, like maybe a little Army Corps of Engineer work on her face. Yeah, but I like her. Yeah, but I do like I I like her as well. But I think didn't she stop doing the New Year's Eve stuff? Uh, I think so. Or did they stop her? I think I think she's Maybe. not going to do it this year. She, I didn't watch last year, so uh, I don't know. Who does? I mean, is it still popular? Is it still something? I'm a, I'm a five minutes in. Yeah, at five till midnight and out right after everybody hugs and kisses and good night, everybody. Great. I saw my BTS. I'm going to bed. See, I got nothing else to do, so I, I like watching. Kathy <laughs> sits there with her gla- with her glass of wine and just bemoans yeah. the fact. Uh, Jenny's 49 today. Uh, then you have Anthony Kiedis, lead singer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, Anthony turns 59. Uh, I thought he was a little younger than that. But Star of Point Break. 59 years old. That is correct. He is. He, he hangs out with War Child. Yes, he does. In, in Bunker. Does he shoot himself in the foot? He does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Back off War Child. And his, uh, <laughs> seriously. Seriously. Uh, but his line is, that would be a waste of time. <laughs> And that's pretty much it. But he has done some bit roles, and his dad was uh, was an actor. And he played Lincoln in the Spielberg movie. I yeah, yeah, yeah. no With his shirt off, you remember? Idea. Mr. Lincoln, remove that sock from your genitalia. He's 59 today. Uh, guy who's been in our studio before, drummer Rick Allen. Yeah. Does it with one arm, and I'm telling you, he's a great drummer. Uh, I was actually listening to... A little bit of Def Leppard on the radio over the weekend, and I was thinking about him playing with one arm, using the triggers with his left foot, and the guy just, he, he didn't let it stop him. He's great, and he was a really nice guy, too. It's totally nice, and I love the whole story around that where the band would not uh, pass on him. They would yeah. not, yeah, we're, we're going to make it work somehow, and they did. Yep, so he turns 58 years old today, and then the last birthday, an actor whose name I don't recognize, but I do recognize some of his Credits, Logan Marshall Green. Oh, yeah. Was in Prometheus and Spider-Man Homecoming. Who is uh, Rob McElhinney are good buddies, and uh, I interviewed him one time. He was on a show called Dark Blue with Dylan McDermott. Super nice guy, but yeah, he was in um, 
some action movie that we. He's not Tom Hardy. No, Nick. Is he in? Is he in? Um, not uh, where the, the guy has the chip in his head. Yeah. That's him, is yeah, it not? Upgrade. Upgrade. Yes. Yeah, the, oh! Yes. The, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, that is a violent The 1L movie. Yeah. movie, yes. It's wow. awesome. Wow. And he's really good. And he's the main character, who does look a little bit like Tom Hardy. Yeah, he right. does, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not Tom Hardy. Okay, not Tom Hardy. Hey, not Tom Hardy. Well, not Tom Hardy is 45 years old today. <laughs> All right, let's see if we can indeed get an answer to the stupid question. Now, this means our first run on the phones here at Camp Out for Hunger. Uh, so let's see. Casey, do I click on the left one or the right one here? Is that left or the right? Uh, let's go left. What were you quoting? Uh, it was a, a, a bastardized quote from Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Gotcha. <laughs> okay, so. All right. <laughs> let's go to Ken and see if we can get an answer. First of all, Ken, can you hear me? No. Ken, can I hear you? No. Can you meet me for lunch? Yeah. Uh, can we meet <laughs> later on for lunch? Ken, are you there? Yeah, I do. Yes! Yes! <laughs> That's my standard reaction. That's your reaction. Your hey! All right, Ken, where will you find both kinds of music, country and western? Oh, shut up. Come on, Ken. We had you for a second there, Ken. Hey! Wait, hang on. Ken, can you hear me? Son of a bitch. Ken. What happened? Go towards the light. All right, he, he got the right answer. It's written down here. It's Bob's Country Bunker. Hey. So, we're going to have Ken hang on. And we are going to give him uh, $50 in 10 times the cash scratch-off tickets from the New Jersey Lottery. You play today because anything can happen in Jersey. And we'll work on getting that fixed. In the meantime, we'll go through some of the entertainment stories. We'll start with the box office over the weekend, holiday weekend, by the way, so things were a little bit lighter, they were saying. But Dune uh, came in at number one. Again, only made $15.5 million, but it was number one at the box office. Well, with the streaming uh, numbers pressed, and they're, they're, they're very eager to complete that second film. And I, and I think, right. from what I heard, I don't know if you've heard anything about this, that there is a third film, that, that, that the progression they're going, it might warrant a trilogy? I hope so. I right? hope so. I watched it for a second time. Right. I really enjoyed it because I read the book. There's a lot left out in it, as I had mentioned last week. But I, as a fan, really, really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. So did the Lynch movie end the same way that this movie ended? No. I didn't the see Lynch, this one. The Lynch one. movie went, well, I can't tell you how well, it Well, they, they get in a car and they drive up into the sky. Right. <laughs> and uh, everybody's singing and waving goodbye. <laughs> All right, then you had uh, Halloween Kills, followed by My Hero Academia, huh? uh, World Heroes Mission. Don't know that. Yeah, that's, it was, I loved it. Uh, no Time to Die, Venom Let There Be Carnage. Uh, last Night in Soho, number seven was Rantlers. Uh, actually, it's a movie called Antlers, believe it or not. Yeah, um, Scott Rantlers directed it. It's a, it's a horror movie. It's supposed to be really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ron's Gone Wrong, followed by The French Dispatch and The Addams Family 2. Bottomed out on at number ten. Uh, so we're going to start with this: uh, the uh, story of uh, Alec Baldwin and so on. Uh, Hannah Gutierrez Reed has broken her silence after Alec Baldwin accidentally shot and killed cinematographer uh, Helena Hutchins. Uh, with a loaded weapon that she supplied with him on the set of Rust. In a statement, the 24-year-old said "I had that she had no idea why there were live rounds present. Her lawyer released a statement saying, ultimately, uh, this set never ha- would have never been compromised if live ammo were not introduced. Hannah has no idea where the live rounds came from. Uh, Gutierrez-Reed was responsible for supplying the weapons and keeping them safe on set, ensuring that they were locked away when not in use. More than a dozen weapons were stored in a prop truck on set. 
uh, but there were reports of crew members using them for target practice with live ammo on the day of the tragedy, which I was reading is sometimes common on certain sets for people to go do that, which seems ridiculous to me. You would, you would, uh, 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 they had a guy uh, who actually works with the union, whose job it was, I saw an interview with him, to go out to movie sets, to to go and examine their procedure and how they're doing everything. The checks, the checks, the rechecks, they're all supposed to be in place. And the the golden rule, no live ammunition anywhere near the set. Uh, Baldwin was given a gun by assistant director Dave Halls, who said that he didn't check the weapon properly before announcing that it was safe to be used. Well, that's a big-ass mistake yeah. right there. Halls was fired from a previous film for gun safety violations. How do you well. hire him again, then? I don't know. Baldwin himself spoke out against uh, again on the shooting tragedy on Friday. He said that Hutchins was, quote, my friend. And uh, he said that uh, he had had dinner with her and a director on the first day of filming. He said, a woman died. She was my friend. The day I arrived in Santa Fe to start shooting, I took her to dinner with Joel, the director. We were very, very well-oiled crew shooting a film together, and then this horrible event happened. He also said that he is speaking to the Santa Fe Sheriff's Office and the investigation. Will Smith revealed in his upcoming YouTube docuseries that he once contemplated suicide. In the trailer for Will's, uh, Will's Will Smith. The Best Shape of My Life series, where he set a goal for himself to lose 20 pounds in 20 weeks after his quarantine weight game. He spoke on, spoke on his difficult, the, how difficult the task was. Uh, he said in the snippet, it's, it's written in great. Of course, it's he horrible. Said in the snippet from the show, uh, this began as a journey to get into the best shape of my life. He continued saying, when I started this show, I thought I was getting in the best shape of my life physically, but mentally I was somewhere else. Uh-huh. I ended up discovering a whole lot of hidden things about myself. He later said to his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, and children, Taj, Jaden, and Willow, that, quote, was the only time in my life I ever considered suicide. So I don't know what he found out about himself. Right. Or why it would be this intense at this point in his life. I have no idea what he's referring to. There's a so. guy who innately knows how to get jiggy with it. He does. Yeah. And why to, would anybody yeah. why, who can get as jiggy as he can why would they even end up on the, 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 the roster there? Maybe it's he disturbing. Forgot. Maybe he forgot how to get jiggy with it. I need to relearn my jigginess. Uh, the six-part docuseries premieres on uh, YouTube on November 8th, by the way. Alright, in 2015, Amber Heard was accused of bringing her and Johnny Depp's two dogs into Australia illegally. Oh, no! Uh, the case was eventually closed, but now Australian investigators are opening a new investigation. I understand they deposed the dogs. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, that's where they're going to break That's where it. they're going to get the story. A, on Saturday, a spokesperson for Australia's Department of Agriculture, Water, and the Environment told E! News that they are investigating allegations of perjury by Ms. Heard during court proceedings of the 2015 illegal importation of her two dogs into Australia. Does she run the risk of being executed? I think she might. It might be uh, capital punishment. Uh, They will probe the closed uh, 2015 court case. The spokesperson added in their statement that the department is seeking to obtain witness statements and once obtained the Commonwealth Director of or Public Prosecutions will consider whether the evidence is sufficient to warrant pursuance of the matter. Sounds like they're pursuing a writ of habeas dingo. This comes as heard and Depp are still in the midst of sorting out lawsuits against each other. It's Australian. It's been going on for six years, man. Six years for this. Now, that, listen, they get really um, protective and that, that this quarantine issue, like if you bring a dog over to England, oh, you're yeah. going to have to keep them in quarantine sure. for a while. I, in one of Depp's suits, the 2020 libel suit, he lost against a British tabloid that dubbed him a white beater. 
Uh, one of his employees said that Heard told him to lie under oath about the case. Mm. In 2015, she was facing a 10-year prison sentence, so she pleaded guilty to a lesser case of falsifying a travel document to get the dogs into Australia. Any plans on whether or not she's going to address the pooping in bed incident, or is that... Uh, all right. All right. I think they're trying another to another trial. It. Yeah. Uh, 95-year-old Queen Elizabeth is being told to take it easy and rest as she recovers from a health scare that sent her to the hospital, according to Buckingham. Uh, specifically... <laughs> One more time. I'm incredibly embarrassed. Specifics about her health issue have not been divulged. It was those pork rinds. But the palace has confirmed it is not COVID. Uh, the doc- it's not COVID. A new dress, please. Is that bad? Oh, no. The doctors have advised her ma- that Her Majesty can continue to, to undertake light desk-based duties during this time. We have a Hershey situation at Buckingham. Including some virtual audiences. Uh, but she has been told to not undertake any official visits. Nobody she's, wants to go in that room. No one wants to go. But she's still doing her Twitch gaming, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, her Majesty regrets that this means she will uh, be unable to attend the Festival of Remembrance, which was set for November 13th. Wouldn't that be wild if she forgot the Festival of Remembrance? Royal yeah. Albert Hall. A virtual appearance from Windsor Castle last week. She appeared to be in good spirits. Uh, however, it remains the Pull Queen's firm intention to be present uh, for the National Service of Remembrance on Remembrance Sunday, the palace said of the November 14th ceremony honoring war heroes. The long term. Yeah, I mean, her husband, 99, she's 95, going strong. Listen, the fact that this is all she's dealing with at this point and can get up and entertain heads of state is amazing. Well, as we talk about longevity, I have a story about someone who passed. Steve, you'll know this gentleman, George Tyson Butler. Yes. Documentary filmmaker best known for co-directing the 1977 feature Pumping Iron. Yeah. He passed away October 21st of pneumonia at his home in New Hampshire. He was 78 years old. Uh, Butler was born in England in 1943, but he grew up in Somalia and Jamaica. Uh, Butler became involved in the world of bodybuilding in the early 1970s by photographing competitions for Life magazine. And That's uh, Arnold working out. So, so uh, and I believe he, he was the director of Pumping Iron, too. Did you ever see the original Pumping Iron when it came out? Just portions of it. Uh, that's where Ar- Arnold's persona, his star, oh, yeah. was really cemented. So yep. he, he was um, he was Mr. Olympia, but he was he was waging sort of these psychological games against his main competitor, who was Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, collaborating with uh, author Charles Gaines, the pair penned a book about a culture of bodybuilding. The success of Pumping Iron, the art and sport of bodybuilding, led to the making of the documentary Pumping Iron. Centering on the 1975 Mr. Olympia competition, Pumping Iron was a landmark look into the world of bodybuilding and launched the career of Arnold Schwarzenegger, helping make the five-time Mr. Universe winner a household name. Uh, Of course, Lou Ferrigno is also a subject in the documentary. Butler Helm, Pumping Iron 2, The Women. The Women. The Women. A follow-up focusing on female bodybuilding in 1985. Was that any good? It was okay. The original one was such a... uh, um, We... uh, 
a peak. We've not seen right. the kind of thing, the kind of dieting, the kind of regimen, the kind of... Uh, and, and Arnold, you know, uh, uh, there are a lot of people who hated him after that documentary, and there, and there were people who just loved him because... You know, he did what he had to do to win. At that point, you'd only seen pictures of guys posing, but you didn't know there was a whole culture behind it. Yeah. And that's what it brought to light. Arnold said in a statement, Pumping Iron, the book and the movie, drew the general public to our strange little niche sport and brought fitness and this Austrian with an unpronounceable name and funny accent to the masses. I was saddened to hear of George's passing. He was such a talent. He had a fantastic eye, and he was a force for the sport of bodybuilding and the fitness crusade. Yeah, it launched it. Uh, He also established his own film company, White Mountain Films, in 1972 and produced many documentaries over the years focusing on a variety of subjects. He directed the 2004 documentary Going Up River, focusing on his friend and then-presidential candidate John Kerry. Most recently, he served served as a producer and director of Tiger Tiger, which is an IMAX documentary that follows the late big cat conservationist Alan Rabinowitz, and that is set for release next year. Uh, So that is uh, filmmaker George Tyson Butler, dead at 78. All right, on to the fun stuff, the more frivolous stuff, if you will. Kim Kardashian kicked (laughs) off the Halloween weekend with Pete Davidson. Uh Uh-oh. At Knott's Scary Farm. Which is Knott's Berry Farm, but that's what they call it for Halloween. I'm just guessing. Am I right? I think you might There we go. Uh, In Buena Park, California, uh, she raised eyebrows with a picture that showed them holding hands on a roller coaster. Have you seen Kim's with Pete Davidson? Uh, but insiders tell people that. They're at the Knott's Berry Farm, don't you know? They're just good friends, apparently. Yeah, well, I don't hold friends hands with all my good friends. Yeah, it's true. Uh, the Legends became uh, the Adams this weekend. John Legend, Chrissy Teigen coordinated their family, including Teigen's mom, Pepper, with matching Adams family costumes this Halloween. Put the goddamn costume on. Uh, Legend became Gomez. Teigen dressed as Morticia. Luna took on Wednesday. Teigen's mom dressed as Grandmama. Don't you get the impression that all these high-level celebrities actually have someone come in and costume them up? They oh. don't, they're not. They're not hitting the spirit store no. to strip no, 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 no. mall. No. Well, you know what? I did see our good friend, and I appreciated this, uh, Rob McElhenney and his family... They did a more realistic, we did these costumes ourselves oh, thing. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that, that Because yeah. I saw some other pictures of, like, Ariana Grande. Come on. And others that, that used professional, yeah. over-the-top FX people to come in. And, I mean, they're really over-the-top awesome. They look fantastic. Yes. But it's like, you know. Come nah. on. Which you, like, you should have the, the plastic mask with the elastic band and the smock that has the name of whatever you are. Who is the supermodel that for the past several Heidi years... Heidi Klum. She kind of started that. Yeah, she did. Of, I mean, of hiring someone professionally to do a to really, do really, you know, movie quality. And they look great. They look great. But, I mean, I kind of like the, home, the homemade thing a yeah. little bit more. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so, what else do we have here? Kendall Jenner hit up Instagram stories to wish her boyfriend, Devin Booker, a happy 25th birthday. I know you guys have all been uh, no, following so exciting uh, to have them in love and everything. Uh, she <laughs> captioned a shot of them together. Happy birthday, best friend, D-Book. D-Book? Yeah, that's his, that's his Instagram handle, Devin Well, that's Booker. a bad name. I mean, good D-book. thing is, I, listen, at least it's Booker, not Bagger, and then yeah. she'd be calling him D-Bagger. D-Bagger. Right. Oh, that would be better. I love be you, so D-Bagger. That's my D-bagger. Uh, the pair made their relationship IG official on Valentine's Day after several months in rumors. All right. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I was channeling my inner Nick. Yeah. Really? Sparkle, sparkle. <laughs> Nick hasn't been the same since the moth incident. <laughs> God. Uh-huh. All right. So now we know. 
When people had noticed earlier this year that Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers' hair had been getting longer, yeah. he revealed in September that he'd been growing it out for a year Dude. for a Halloween costume, and that's commitment. It's like Casey with his uh, sure. driver's license yeah. photo. I do appreciate the effort. And my son yesterday was like, I, I knew it. I called it. Oh, really? Well, oh, well, yeah. Did he call it? He called I it. don't he know what he was, yeah. so what okay. was he? Yeah. You'll like this, Steve. He wouldn't disclose who it was, but called the person a hero of mine. And we finally found out who it was on Halloween when Rogers posted a series of photos on Instagram of him dressed as John Wick. Ah, there the movie, you go. Of played by Keanu Reeves. Good I choice. His, I think his beard could have been a tad bit higher. Yes. Because Keanu has this weird, really high cheek facial hair. A lot of people don't know, but but uh, Cano's beard actually grows out of his eyes down his face. It almost yeah. looks like it does. So the photos included Rogers posing with the movie poster and with a dog set to resemble the one from the film. So that's pretty cool. He went he went the distance. I love that series so much. And I, so I, I give him credit for this. Uh, the Kaylee Cuoco film role play from Studio Canal and the picture company has snagged Thomas Vincent to direct. With this his- is great news. I know. <laughs> this is the last part of uh, Entertainment News. <laughs> uh, set a date of uh, May 2022. Uh, the action thriller is being framed as a potential franchise featuring a young married couple whose life is upturned when secrets are revealed about their past. I like when they take a stab at something and try to create a new, you know, franchise and yeah, to do something outside of the normal crap. Yep. Uh, so role play is what they're looking for. Uh, all right, this sounds pretty cool. James McAvoy set to reprise his role in the Cyrano de Bergerac story. He's been in town a lot lately. McAvoy, McAvoy yeah. He was at a Union game a week or so what? ago. And then he was they at, have a house here. Yeah, and his, girl, yeah, his girlfriend's from here. And then he was also in uh, Hershey Park. Hanging so why out. doesn't he come by here, Nick? I don't know. you want to uh, call him? Yeah, let's call him. Let's call him. I think we should. Who is this? <laughs> he was supposed to send us a picture of him in his Delco hat. I know. Then, no. We never got it. Uh, so anyhow. Uh, coming down here would be a good way to make up for that, right? Preston. It will be a pandemic-delayed staging at the Brooklyn Academy of Music. The show bows on April 5th. I love that story, the Sierra Nevada track story. Yeah, and I love the Jose Ferrara uh, film version of Amazing it. Amazing, Roxanne. Excellent. Yep, uh, Roxanne. and John Wick is John, a retelling. Roxanne is a lot of fun. No, it's not, but it can be if you want it to be. Uh, the production <laughs> won uh, the Olivier for Best Play Revival for a 2019 staging in London. And it was supposed to open at uh, BAM in the spring Bam. of 2020. I don't know what BAM is. It's BAM, BAM Margera's uh, Playhouse. Oh, yeah. Uh, but COVID closed theaters around the world uh, before the first show opened. And one last story. Netflix, uh, Netflix has released a new trailer for season two of The Witcher. Oh, starring yeah. Henry Cable. Do you watch that? I watched the first season. I liked it a lot. It's really good. Would I say that it's? Um, I mean, I, I haven't watched um, Game of Thrones, but I'm familiar with the the you know. Uh, the response to it has been tremendous, and obviously nope. it's at a different level. So this, to me, seems like a um, a, a good alternative if you were jonesing for that sort of vibe, okay. from what I gather. Uh, by the way, is his uh, character's name Geralt or yes. Geralt? It's Geralt, Geralt. Soft G? Okay. Yeah, that's I what know. I thought. I haven't seen it. Uh, the second season opens December 17th and has already been renewed for season three with spinoffs in the work. The dude is crazy. Uh, obviously, they, you know, they show him all, you know, in his jacketude. But, uh, you know, he really he looks like he walked out of the the uh, the video game. He's awesome. And he's a Brit, too, right? The son of a bitch. I, you know, I never know. He's, he's the most iconic American. He's Superman. But right. and he's actually I'll say this. 
He is my favorite screen Superman. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I thought he was the best to do it. All right. We are now ready for clips. Here we go. Where's my thing at? Oh, I, I don't where's know your, your thing? thing is. It used to be in my head. All right. In Army of Thieves, the prequel to Army of the Dead, a mysterious woman recruits the help of, bank, of a uh, bank teller to crack three impossible safes across Europe. Here, Dr. Zack Snyder, our friend, talks about the moment he realized... He wanted a prequel. Hit it, Jason. Yeah, it was pretty pretty early on. It was actually the first scene we shot with Matthias was him explaining the Gotterdammerung and explaining the safes and everything. So it was pretty much after that scene that I was like, this is, this is the movie. This is it. Like, what he just said is the movie. And he and I sat down for a coffee, and I said, what about directing this and starring in this Dieter prequel? Yeah! Army of Thieves is available on Netflix now. I and- want... We will have Zack Snyder on later today. Yes, I watched it, completed it last night. I really enjoyed it. It, uh, To be honest, there are passing references to the fact that there's this zombie situation going on, but it is pretty much, for all intents and purposes, a classic heist movie. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, So we'll talk to Zack around 9 o'clock this morning, which is very cool. All right, next clip. In Antlers, a young student harboring a dangerous secret with... Frightening consequences is found out by a small-town Oregon teacher, her brother, and the local sheriff. And in this clip, director Scott Cooper talks about why he brought this movie to the big screen. Go ahead. Well, Guillermo del Toro approached me, and he said, Scott, your last three films have been horror films, and nobody knows it. Would you ever consider actually directing a horror film? And I said, yes. I said, some of my earliest film experiences and fondest remembrances were seeing movies that I was too young to see and shouldn't be seeing with my older brother. I don't give a f***. Uh, Antlers is in theaters now, by the way. Antlers! So there's a, there's a creature in it. It's supposed to be pretty pretty brutal, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Nice. And that's my entertainment report for Yay! the Monday, the first day of Camp Out for Hunger. We got that one in the books. Thank yes. you. We have some people hanging out. Yes. Thank you, guys. Happy to see some uh, people have arrived this morning. Yep, it's a different uh, version of Camp Out for Hunger, but one that you can indeed attend. Not like last year where nobody was allowed in. It was just us in a private little studio, which was a lot of fun. And we had a really successful week last year. We're hoping to do that again this year. But you can come in. Just ask that you wear a mask. We got some coffee here. Duncan's outside. Yes, we have all That's that. a beautiful thing. We have the rides from Skelly's Amusement. <laughs> And I think you can ride them if you want to. I I haven't found out yet. We're getting thumbs up on that, Preston. To see them right outside the window, illuminated, is so cool. We can actually see it from inside the tent right now. And we have a new ride this year. We have the can drop that we have every year. But now we have... Pharaoh's Fury. Fury. Which is here. Why are you always so furious, Pharaoh? We will have uh, a chance for you to ride those. And actually, we're going to incorporate them in some games and having a good time, all this stuff. So we got a lot of guests on the show. I'd mentioned Zack Snyder. We're also going to have director Adam McKay on the program. Robert Irvine is in town for Beats and Eats, which is tonight uh, at the Fillmore, by the way. And... We're going to go swimming, too, I believe. Oh, yeah. Is yeah. that happening? Like next. Like next. next. Okay, we'll explain what that means. It does mean a big donation for Camp Out for Hunger, if this special thing can be achieved. Yeah, there's a there's a, a big challenge here, and it's a human endurance. That's what we're talking about. And essentially, it's that we'll do anything to get money or food for Camp Out for Hunger and Philabundance. We've agreed to show people our peepees if necessary. <laughs> Did we talk? Yeah. Okay. Did we? I don't. Oh, I yeah, was I the only one who said yes to that memo? You might have been, okay. but that's okay. All right, so these things are more taking place. We're going to break. We're going to come back in a moment. Camp out for hunger. Day number one on 93.3 WMMR.
Wells Fargo Center Complex next to Xfinity Live. We'll be right back. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger, live from inside the Bimbo Bakery's USA broadcast tent on 93.3 WMMR. Sponsored by Wisfis Bank. We stand for service. And now, back to Camp Out for Hunger. Uh, hey, by the way, so we got this, we have this really cool little gift bag you're going to get if you come by and you drop off food, which is wonderful. And uh, I had mentioned, you know, in, in the tent, uh, we're asking for masks. If you don't have a mask with you, that's right. Preston and Steve Ooh, masks. I don't even have one of those. I know. I want to open this up because I haven't seen this yet. So I'm going to, I'm stealing whosoever this is. Uh, but it comes in a, in a cool little sealable uh, bag. But so if you, if you come down and you don't get a package, it's because... Preston took it. Yep, yeah, I might have taken it. But yeah, that's oh, great. Nice. Nice yeah, on there, I like that. So we have that. Uh, we have Preston and Steve koozies. A couple Ooh. of different. Uh, we have green ones, Kelly green ones, and we have uh, some uh, pink and black here. I know we just got through uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, but we're going to hang on to pink for a little while. I love that. Uh, what I thought were lanyards are leashes yes. for and your doggy Metropolitan Veterinary Association. I know them well. They're and great. So they've got the MMR logo on there. They have our Camp Out for Hunger logo, which is pretty awesome. Now, listen, there's only one way to get those leashes, by the way. So that is from our friends at MetVet. And uh, the first 50 donors each day that donate at least 20 pounds of food Get a Camp Out for Hunger Met Vet dog leash. Oh, limited supply. Limited supply every day. So we're giving away 50 of those a day, and it's for for the first. Listen, in case it's not even for your dog, it could be for your submissive. Yeah. That's right. Oh, use it for what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right, and also, last but not least, we have this very cool uh, Duncan, uh, Preston Steve Ronald Duncan WMMR uh, coffee cup mug, if you will. No, it's not a mug. It's a cup. It's like a to-go cup, which is pretty cool. It's a mup. Uh, And and you get the bag as well. So you can use this for your shopping and show your Preston and Steve love if you want to. Uh, But nonetheless, everybody gets that for coming by and donating. So uh, thank you. And who was our sponsor of that, by the way? Uh, Well, Pepsi is the the sponsor of the bag. And then uh, obviously MetVet with the uh, the leash. But then everything else is brought to you by uh, Preston and Steve and WMMR. I love it. Excellent. So stop by. (laughs) All right. Now, one of the things that we are going to be doing, and like I said, we'll do pretty much anything to get more substantial donations, whether that be food or whether that be money. Uh, comes with our next guest, and we would like to welcome from Endless Pools, Brendan McConnell, who is here in the corner. Connell. I called him McConnell. Sorry. First name mistake of the week. Won't be the last. All right, so uh, Brendan McConnell is what I meant to say. All right, so Brendan, welcome, first of all, to Camp Out for Hunger. We're going to have to use, scoot that microphone a little bit closer to your mouth. I want to make sure we can hear you. And, uh, all right, listen, so have you, you've been here before, right? Uh, two years ago we were here in person, yes. All right, and we had Casey uh, who got out into one of the endless pools. What were you doing out there, Casey? Just swimming I went, in- uh, yeah, so what, uh, the challenge for me was to go as hard it, it, with, the, with the current yep. at, at, as fast as it could go for a, a minute long, and I crushed that. that I mean, it was easy. It was like... You know, come on, give me a challenge, you know? So uh, that you, was... You, you did a damn good job. And maybe say, you're like, anything you're going to do this time around, we're going to reveal some stuff, uh, you're in a much, much better shape. You've been really, you know, working on yourself. And I think, 
I think, you know, as, as you guys broke records in the dumpster pool, yeah. I think world records will be made. Yeah, I think so. All right, so, Brendan, what did you guys bring with you today? Sure, we've got our performance endless pool set up just outside. And, Casey, since you asked for a challenge, we decided to make a different challenge for this year. So this year we're going from the Xfinity Live parking lot all the way down to Cape May, about 82-mile swim outside in the parking lot. We'll be swimming all week, 6.30 to about 11.00. We'll have swimmers in the pool all day, going full full blast all day. All right, all right. so we're, we're calling this the Wells to the Shells event. <laughs> yes. So swimming all the way from the Wells Fargo Center, if you were to jump into the Delaware River and swim all the way to Cape May, it would be an 82-mile swim. And here's the deal. the uh, Our friends at Endless Pools are going to donate something if we, and, and only if we can achieve... 82 miles I mean, of swimming. That's a lot of swimming, but, yes. uh, you know, I think over the course of the, the, the camp out, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. I think it can be done. All right. And what will the what will the prize be? Yeah, we wanted to make sure that we gave ourselves the incentive to get it done. So it's a $15,000 donation to Belmont. Hey! Wow. $15,000 donation. All right, so we got work to do. Who are our swimmers going to be? Because it's going to be accumulative. It is accumulative. Right now, we've got Liz out in the pool swimming right now. Already? Wow. Already yeah. started, yes. Oh, we need to see that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they did have the um, the camera uh, in here early. Yeah, there you oh, go. There we go. Oh, yes. We're looking at it right now. What a setup. That's awesome. Oh, my God. There's a camera inside the, the pool, yep. an, an underwater camera. That's badass. All right, so do me a favor. Now, in this pool, by the way, you can actually, it, it creates a current. Yep. And you can swim in it. You can, you know, as opposed to having uh, like a lap pool or something like that in your backyard. Basically a treadmill for swimmers. Okay. And yep. how big is this one that we have here? 7 by 14 outside. 7 by 14. How many gallons? Any idea? About 2,500. Okay. And you can, how fast? What is the fastest you should be able sure. to do? And I don't know how they gauge them. Is it miles per hour? Uh, we do a 100-yard pace. So okay. swimmers can really uh, get it better understanding of what they do with that pace. So this one will do about a minute five for a 100-yard pace so at top speed. Okay. My, my wife, uh, she loves uh, doing laps. We have a pool, and, and, and that's a, a main form of exercise for her. Yet, uh, uh, you know, there are people who don't have that amount, enough space for that right. sort of situation. And anyone I know who has done or is a fan of this form of exercise who has been sort of a naysayer about it, once they get in and try it, they can't believe how accurate it is to doing full-blown laps. And if, you, if your pool isn't long enough, right. you're, going, you're doing this back and yep. forth thing all the time. You can, yeah. A, get dizzy, B, not get as good of a workout. This, you're constantly heading in one direction. Correct. And for those of you that haven't tried it, you're more than welcome to come down this week, jump in the pool, Shut up. help us do our 82 miles. For real? Wow. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Bring your suits down here. <laughs> Melon, get your suit on. <laughs> we need you. Hey, uh, all right, so you said the fastest pace you got is about a minute for 100 yard. What is the, the world record for uh, 100 yard? It's about it's, a 48, 45. Okay. Yep. So, I mean, so you're not going world record pace, but I, I know as a swimmer that, you know, if you're doing a minute uh, for 100 yard pace, like, it's tough to keep that up oh, for, yeah. a, for a long time. And so, we do have other pools that will get down to about a, a, an Olympic pace. So, so. And is, uh, Wow. This water, the, like last year, was heated. Is this a heated pool? Uh, you've got the steam coming off it right now. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So I'm going to hop in every – so I'm, I'm also going to be a part of this. I'm going to try and – my goal is to do uh, no less than eight miles to get us to this goal. So I'm going to pop in and do about an hour every day. And so I don't know what pace I have to do in order to get – 
uh, two miles in an hour. You can figure it out. Okay. I mean, so it, you can adjust it to make sure that you're going about the speed that you're comfortable with, and we'll help you out as you're in the pool. Can you put it up to level five rapids? That'd be, uh, that'd be so cool. <laughs> oh, my God, that'd be awesome. Yeah. We do have people with kayaks in them, so. Oh, is oh, that yeah. right? Seriously. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Dude, they have underwater treadmills. So, like, suppose you have, like, bad knees, bad ankles or whatever, and you want to run. You can actually run on a treadmill in the water. All right. Well, this is going to be going on all week long. So we're hoping by uh, by Friday we'll have 82 miles under our belt and $15,000 in our pocket, or at least Phil Abundance pocket. Excellent. Or camp out for hunger. And by the way, if anybody is interested in Endless Pools, Brendan, how do they contact you and where are you located? Sure. Well, endlesspools.com. And we're located right act- actually in Aston, which is uh, perfect for being a part of this particular event. And it's an, a, a, an incredible showroom. This oh, yeah. yeah, it's amazing stuff. Excellent. All right, Brendan, thank you. We appreciate it. Thank Yay. you very much. Yay. That's awesome. Endless pools. All right, so that's going on all week, and you definitely, Casey, you'll be getting in there at some point, right? Yeah, so I should be in there sometime in the 11 o'clock hour today. And okay. Then, you know, the rest so of bring your fishing tackle. Yeah, bring your fishing tackle. <laughs> no, but I, I got all my gear. I got all my stuff. And, Dude, and you, I'm, I'm this, you, you love this. It's your favorite exercise, is it, it, it not? It is. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, it's, it's low-impact stuff, yeah. right? So if you, know, if you have issues with your, like I said, your ankles, your knees, or whatever, like you get a really, really great workout. And then, uh, and so I, I was always a swimmer, so friend of mine. Look forward to years this. ago. You know, you talk about this being a treadmill for the water. My friend put his treadmill in the water, and he was electrocuted. Oh, to oh my so god! You can't. You can't no. do that. Uh, if you're just joining us, this is uh, the Camp Out for Hunger. It's day number one, and we are indeed uh, next to Xfinity Live here in the Wells Fargo Center parking lot. And you are invited to come by, like you heard. Uh, we have a nice crew of people here this morning and slowly trying to get back to normal. I'm thinking next year we'll get back to the live bands and all the events that are taking place, which is always a blast. But this year, just still still slightly modified. But the bottom line is raising money, raising food, and uh, making Phil Abundance stock Full and ready to go. And there was an event over the weekend, of course, the Phila Frunk, a Phila Trunk event. It used to be called Phila Frunk. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. But I want to go to what our weekend and the last few days were like. A little recap from our trip to Chicago. A lot of people have been asking, so bring you up to speed on it. It was pretty amazing. Thank you, Thank you guys. Yeah, so we uh, we were, uh, I'm sure you've heard, it's been talked about, MMR had a special weekend, but the President Steve Show was uh, inducted into the National Radio Hall of Fame, so we went to Chicago for the ceremonies, left on Wednesday after the show, and uh, Steve came in on Thursday, and then Thursday night was the event, uh, and then some of us uh, stuck around in, in uh, Chi-Town for a couple days, and uh, kind of took in the uh, the sites and the uh, the events and everything that was going on. Right. You had some friends and stuff. So there was yep. every, everyone coordinated in a, in a different way. But the, the event itself, uh, you know, and we were all kind of like shy Ronnie, you know, like, oh, this is really? Are we really? But when you got to the thing and you saw the whole, um, the whole setup and it was in actually a, a functioning bank that has a huge sort of um, a, a section for banquets. Uh, I was like, whoa, this is real. Yeah. This, is, this is real. Yeah, and, and while there, uh, you know, we, I, I saw some people that I was quite familiar with in the industry yeah. for a long time and was uh, pretty wild being uh, in the same company with them, being honored for the same thing. We, I mean, and it's not like we're, we're not fake yet. We just don't think of ourselves, you know, in that in that company, but they were they knew us and they they could not have been nicer. It was very cool. Steve, I felt like a kid. Yeah, yeah. Felt, and, and by that I don't mean by age. I just felt like a um uh I didn't belong in that company. Right. 
uh, I felt really, really weird and that everything I was saying was wrong and, you know, and that whole thing. Like if they had us, Preston, sitting at a folded card table, like that yes. would have been right. Like, yeah, that's kind yeah. of what I felt like. And, the, I, and it wasn't being treated like that. Yeah, it's no. just the way I felt, you Right, know? right. It was really weird, but uh, in the end, it was, it was, it was awesome. It and was the, such a great time. The event was very nice. Yeah. I, I mean, I was uh, entertained the entire time. You know, sometimes they can get long and you're like, oh, God, when are we going to get out of here? I mean, we stayed until the very end and I thought it was a, a very well well-run event. Yep, we had uh, we we saw some uh, and heard some really cool speeches. Our uh, our uh, executives were there, and our managers, and everybody showed up. And <laughs> so cool to see that. We had uh, family and friends that were there too. My mom came out. Your yep. mom was like just <laughs> she was beaming. She said it's the greatest thing that's ever happened in her life. Oh, wow! Wow! Yes, she might so have been the highlight. Did she have the chicken? <laughs> she might have been the highlight of the event. Like yes, just yeah. watching her, and at the end of your speech, you thanked her, and yeah. it was like she. But she put her hands over her face. She Aww. stood up like she almost didn't know what to do. It was very cute. I know. Yeah, it was. It was pretty cool. And when we were leaving, so another fellow inductee was uh, Dan Patrick. Yeah, uh, the sportscaster and, and sports show. And uh, he he had the greatest speech. It was wonderful. He was very very personal. He talked about you know his, his struggles with cancer and, and some things that happened in his life. He was really really funny. Uh, and then afterwards, we were leaving. My mom was getting tired, so we left a little bit early. We left about a half hour earlier. Yeah. So. And we were on our way out, and Dan was standing there talking to one other person. And I'm wheeling my mom by, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to say congratulations and good night to him. And uh, my mom wanted to meet him. <laughs> and so she did, and he was just the sweetest guy to her. He knelt down because yeah. my mom's in a wheelchair and spent a good five to ten minutes just talking to her. And he went to Eastern uh, uh, Kentucky. Yeah. And so my whole family's from Kentucky. So they talked about Kentucky this and Kentucky that and all that oh, stuff. So great. it was really, really cool. That was a neat uh, part of the evening. Yeah. So when I walked into the building, I walked in just behind Dan Patrick. And uh, I, I, he walked in and he heard me say, holy yes, that's Dan Patrick. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, my God. Like, I just embarrassed myself. And then, But I had the opportunity to talk to him a little bit later on. Cause, and I said... I apologize for my language. I just didn't expect to see you so soon in the evening. And then I heard his acceptance speech a little bit later on in his language during his acceptance speech. We we saw actually what they did is they they brought, they allowed some of the people who weren't able to actually be there in in person because they did sort of a virtual thing last year. So uh, Mark and Brian was represented. Some of these shows you may have heard of throughout the years. I talked to Sway for a while. Sway was great. Uh, um, And and a whole bunch of people, uh, our current crop we had uh elvis uh um uh who is uh um uh, Elliot, you mean? Yeah, Elliot, I mean, excuse me. Yeah. Elvis, uh, as they used to Elvis. work together at Z100. Yeah. And uh, a Brother Weez from Rochester. Yeah. And a whole bunch of people who've, who've had, like, long careers. And all of them, I mean, there was a real fraternal, cool thing going on. There were two really moving speeches for me, anyway. Erica Farber, uh, who has breast cancer and has been dealing with it. And uh, she's, she talked about her struggle over the last few months and the fact that she didn't even really expect to be there. No. And, and she was. And she gave a really moving, wonderful speech. And then Dan Patrick's was, was great too i got to meet dan uh and he wrote a book called the big show with keith olbermann a few years back uh and it's actually one of the reasons why i got into broadcasting i loved it i thought it was really well written i loved him when he was on sports center so i thanked him for that and he said yeah um Keith and I wrote that book so that you wouldn't get into broadcasting. <laughs> <laughs> but he could not have been a nicer guy. I got a really cool photo with uh, with him and Casey, and uh, I appreciated that. But to, to see you guys be honored, both of your speeches, Preston and Steve, were fantastic. Uh-huh. You guys did a great job. And uh, and then Rob McElhenney's speech uh, to induct you, even though it ran out of order, was really cool as well. 
There was a little bit of a screw up at the beginning. Yeah, uh, I'll address <laughs> that in a second. Yeah. Definitely. I yeah. was almost like I was like looking around when they didn't play. You Rob's looked at, right at me. I was like looked at Nick. I looked at Marissa. Like I was like, can one of you fix this? Like what's going yeah. on? Yeah. It, th- it, it threw me off. Yeah. So, so we were yeah. supposed to go up. First of all, Steve said someone told him that they were going to come and get us at our table, which he didn't do. They didn't do. Yeah. So he makes the announcement. We're all the way in the back. And then we walk up there, and they're supposed to play. They're supposed to play this uh, video from Rob McElhenney inducting us into the Hall of Fame before we make our announcement. Right. You were supposed to do a, a rehearsal, by the way, and they called that off. Yeah, right. Right. yeah. yeah. they called that yeah. off. And so they didn't play it. And I look at Steve. I'm like, I guess we're going up. And it totally threw me off. Uh, yeah, we stand at two different podiums. I didn't know we were going to do that. And. I thought my speech sucked. Man. It did oh, not. Oh, I, no, it was, I was it was so from the heart. It, it was good, but Steve's was really funny. Well, thank you. It was you were cracking me up. You said you were on LSD. It was hilarious. <laughs> uh, but I, I wasn't happy with mine. But thank you for that. Yours was very honestly. It had a very organic, and it was it was real. The one thing everyone gets up there and thinks I'm going to redefine the speech. Oh, I'm good. This is my time. And you just did yours from the heart. It resonated, and everyone well, was you know. I told some stories or something like that. People were doing that. I didn't know we were oh, going to tell stories. I started today. as a foot model. <laughs> right. Do you, um, do you want another opportunity to do it again? Maybe I'll do that. Yeah. yeah okay. maybe, maybe I will do that. Yeah. I My favorite moment of the speeches was when Steve said that his wife couldn't be here. And she's not, she's not, not dead. <laughs> he goes, well, because she, she's not with us. And he goes, well, I don't mean she's dead. She's home. But I mean, no. That was great. Every, Thanks. Yeah, that was pretty funny. But I think, don't be hard on yourself, Preston. I, at least for me, watching the two of you up there, like, I felt like almost like you were my kids. And I was like, oh, my God, they're doing so good up there. I was. I That's was awesome. very proud of both of you. Like, I was nervous for you, but you both did great. Thank you. Thanks. It was, it was pretty cool. And then I, I ended up going. In fact, uh, most of us did eventually uh, go to the uh, communications broadcast communications museum, which is where the Hall of Fame is in Chicago, um, and it was so cool because you walk in, you know, you go through the whole uh, 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 exhibits of uh, the history of radio and a few different shows and things like that. But then eventually you round the corner and then you walk into the Hall of Fame, and it's just these photos all across this room. Um, ours were, were ours up yet? Ours weren't up yet. yet. I know. What would they? I was they so bummed. I was and, wishing they were. Yes, and Kathy. So we 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 see the picture that they're going to put up of of us in the in the Hall of Fame. And Preston goes, God damn it! Well, my, it's, it's a picture you don't like. Well, like mind you, we, you know we sent over another picture. That was not the picture we sent over. Like I specifically sent a nice picture of you guys that you both picked and you both liked. And I said, in case there's something printed or whatever's going to be hanging, mm-hmm. use this photo. It didn't get used. Well, oh, and they, they spelled my name wrong on my award. What? Um, are you did? kidding? What does it say? Two T's and Elliot, and oh, I only used one. And it's bitch. written correctly in the bio and, and on the, the Hall of Fame. Did they get the Kenny Knight right? Maybe they okay. did. Maybe I should not overlook that. But but I didn't say anything. I, like, when we walked up and I looked at my name, it's the first thing like, I saw. Listen, I think they could, they can do a make good I on that. They have, I mean, it's, it's I should have said, you spelled my name wrong. Thank you for Ladies doing that. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh. <laughs> yeah. This but is I a farce. Yeah. This is a this is a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, was, it was an honor. Though. I will say though, after going to the museum um, at the end, you kind of walk through a little gift shop. Uh, you guys now need to write a book because uh, everybody. <laughs> all radio people. Have they're all a book. writing books. <sighs> yeah. Um, well, it's a reason to go back to Chicago, and and I hadn't been in that city in 25 years, maybe something like that. I had forgotten what a fantastic city it is. Oh. So much to see and do. It was kind of crummy weather for for two of the days, but we had great weather the first day and the last day, and uh, I I love that city and and per Kathy's suggestion 
Went up to uh, a place called the Signature Room at the top of the Hancock Center on uh, Wednesday night when we got there. That was really cool. It's just the Art Institute's phenomenal. What? Well, we went. We went. We went, we went and um, it was foggy that night. <laughs> Nick, um, you couldn't see you one can't thing. See so it, anything. It's one of the tallest buildings in the country, right? Is yeah, it, you can see. Tallest? You can it's, see four states on a non-foggy night. Or you can they, see clouds. Uh, yeah. And that's all we saw. Like, uh, no lights, nothing. Nick, I, le- I legitimately yeah. asked. I was like, are there shades down or is it just foggy out? Is This this is very underwhelming. Yeah. But you now, in the, in the travel, we heard about this just yesterday, at least I did, um, there was um, luggage issues. Oh, luggage issues. That was the least of our problems were the luggage issues. Steve, uh, Marissa and I ended up having to fly to Newark. <laughs> yeah, there was a pilot issue. Oh, okay. So, so American? Did you fly American? Oh my yep. god, we flew American. So I, I got in under the wire. American had a uh, um, yes. Well, well we, we read, saw that afterwards. Yeah. yeah, I read this morning that were, there were severe high winds in Dallas, and a bunch of flights had to get canceled there, and it caused this ripple. And of course, they have some uh, some shortages as well. Well, apparently, it caused our- this delay ripple all through the country. Well, I guess, but yeah, something like twelve hundred flights. Yeah. Was that what you read? Yeah. Yep. So, Steve, uh, Marissa, and I. We're standing there. We went to board, and well, like nothing was happening. We're like, "Wow, it's getting close to the time." And then I noticed that it had shifted a little bit, like twenty minutes. And I'm like, "Oh, I guess they're running late." Whatever. Long story short, it was a couple of hours. We're waiting, and there was a flight crew and a pilot standing next to me. So I went over and I said to the pilot, "I said, do you know what's going on?" And he he goes, "Yeah." He goes, "I do." And I'm like, "Can you tell? Are you allowed to tell me?" He goes, "Well, the flight crew, meaning the flight attendants, are stuck in Boston." He goes, "And they don't know where." the pilots are. Holy crap. <laughs> I was like, oh, great. Uh, Lovely. Who wants to go to Newark, right? <laughs> so Marissa and I tried to get on standby on the flight that, that Preston and Casey were oh, yeah. on. We got we got down to get. We're like, what are Kathy and Marissa <laughs> doing here? They were supposed to fly out like wow. hours ago. Wow. Uh, but I couldn't believe that they, I mean, I, you know, across the board, I guess there were 1,200 flights, but that they just canceled it. Like our, our luggage was on the plane. So they canceled the flight and then Nothing. Like, I've never had a, a flight canceled on me. Nothing. There was no help. Marissa was on the phone. We were talking to gate agents. So you felt that they, they didn't, they didn't they handle the, didn't the communications, help. right? Oh, my God. No, not at all. They helped us zero. So we're now running all over trying to get back. Like, like John McClain and Die Hard 2? The only thing that we can find, you know, like on the app online was getting us home, like, past midnight. So, you know, that really wasn't an option. We did not want to do that. We were on standby for... Preston's flight, and then two flights after that, but we could see what number we were, and we were 10 and 11. Oh, man. And on Preston's flight, they let three standby passengers on, so we thought, there's no way. And had Marissa not been with me, there's no way I would have done what we did, um, but she was kind of like, there's no other option. We went up to a, to a flight that was leaving for Newark, and literally they were like, you need to make the decision right now and get on the plane. We're closing the doors. And so you flew to Newark? And Marissa looked at me. She goes, I think we no. should do it. And I was like, okay, fine. And yeah. that was it. And I just was like, okay, well, I guess maybe I'll get my luggage. No. Yeah. Not this is sure. a flight to Newark, Spain. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, is it Newark in Spain? No. Well, so a couple yeah. of people from our flight got on that flight to Newark, and somebody said, this is going to New- Newark, New Jersey, right? Like, <laughs> right. just confirmed. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, we are. So once you start bumping luggage around like that, well, that's going to cause an issue. And I could follow my luggage on the app, and it said it was, you know, it was boarded onto this plane in Chicago, and then it was taken off the plane in Chicago, and then it was, so now my my flight to Philadelphia is canceled. So all Americans sees is that I'm not going to Philadelphia right. anymore and that I go to Newark. 
well, I'm not going to wait in Newark for my luggage. God knows when right. it's going to get there. So, of course, Marissa and I leave. We took an Uber then to Philadelphia, uh, and my luggage arrives in Newark and was sitting at baggage uh, claim for, like, uh, hours. You oh, took she, you took an Uber from Newark? Uh, we took an Uber and from... And what, what did that run? Well, so initially, Marissa looked at me, and she goes, uh, do you want to take the train? And I was like, I mean, I guess. Why? Why can't we do... Uber, and she goes, because it's four hundred dollars. <laughs> wow! But I think Jeez. it was because we landed, and uh, at, there were a few people on our flight, or maybe more than we even knew, that needed to get to Philly. So I think it surged, um, and so in the end, it was actually cheaper, or uh, right around the same price. Marissa was what, what she would have paid to take the train to take the train yeah, into yeah. Philadelphia. And, so and, it, it dropped. And as obviously we have a little thing starting this week, so you want to get back at home in time to, to prep for it. And I'll tell you what, like we didn't do anything other than like wait and, like, go from gate to gate and try to figure out how we were getting back, sit in the Uber for an hour and a half. But I was exhausted on Saturday no, night. No, totally, like, man. It, 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 it screws <laughs> your mind. Did the thought ever occur to you to take an Uber from Chicago? I did. <laughs> yeah, it did well, for a minute. I remember a few years ago, Case, you drove home from Boston because you had some flight issues. So, like, yeah, yeah Chicago's a bit of a stretch. But I, I'm sure, like, that thought would cross your mind if at some gotta point. You've got to get someplace. Yeah. You, you'll do anything. Now, mind you, if, it, if it's cost prohibitive and you just simply can't do it. Right. You know, but uh, did you ever consider hitchhiking? What time I mean, did you get home? What time did you actually walk through the um, doors of your house? I think maybe like 8.30-ish. Okay. okay, so a little less than... Because we had yeah. to drop Marissa off. By the way, I saw your house from my uh, window on my plane. You're like, I, oh, wish, she wishes she was there. <laughs> I did, and I meant to take a picture of it, but I, you know, you can follow because you know, when, you, when you're flying in, I saw the, the uh, Limerick Towers, and yeah. so... Because I saw that, I was able to, like, follow all the highways and stuff. And I know where you live. And, and she has like, her name written on the roof. Yeah. <laughs> well, mind you, we were, so, our, we were supposed to be in Philadelphia at 2.30. Uh-huh. Like, that was when we were supposed to be home. And I did it that way because we had something to do on Saturday night. And, you know, I thought, oh, there's going to be Halloween parties. I'll take Jace to, you know, whatever. It's such an energy <laughs> suck when oh, you're trying to get somewhere. And you're, like, like I, the most... Energy sucking day of my life was was the uh, return from the uh, cardboard the, classic. Cardboard classic. Yeah. When a that trip that's hours. an hour and a half, yeah. it took yeah. eight and a half, nine hours driving back. Uh, and, I, I, and because you're mo- you're you're constantly you're playing a game of like travel Tetris. Which road do I take? How do I get? And, and you're you're well, you're just constantly thinking, and you don't realize how tired you're getting. Well, and it's stressful too. Like it, it was stressful. I was like, we need to get home. We've got camp out. We have you know Halloween. I want to go trick or treating with Jace. You know, then the luggage is missing, and like the fact that they were. Not only were they not helpful, they were outright rude. Oh, some really? Of they, some of the, the gate press and the gate agent at your gate. Suck it. Marissa looked at me and she goes, she does not want to help us. We need to go to a different gate and ask somebody else Ugh. for help. And then the, when they called me about my baggage, now this was also a third party. This was an American. <laughs> but the guy, I mean, legitimately was angry that I was asking questions about where my luggage was. He goes, I just called to tell you that we that it hasn't left yet because we don't have a driver for it. And I'm like... Okay, but like, well, can you give me, like, is it coming? <laughs> Do I- well, that sucks because I was going to remark that at one point I, I thought the travel to and from Chicago couldn't have gone. Oh, 
better. No, I mean, like, it's, it's such an easy city to get to. There's so many direct flights. I flew into Midway for the first time. I'd never flown in. I'd always flying into O'Hare. And uh, getting from Midway to downtown Chicago was super easy. So we, it's, we know you could have chosen a number of different carriers today. Why did you choose us? You did a different Why? airline, though. Right? I did. I, I flew Southwest, yeah. And they were, uh, and they were the ones too. that were having problems. I know. Problems. I know. And it couldn't have gone easier. So so if you are traveling, as word of advice, you start to come up in a couple of weeks to the, one of the biggest travel days of the year with all this stuff going on, you, you, you might want to have fallback plans. Or a let Uber know that you're, take, you're leaving no. to I mean, L.A. No. I mean, and the employees, like the, the pilot was like, they don't know where the pilots are. And he said, because he was standing with a flight crew as well, and he said, these flight attendants have offered, like, they were just trying to get to Philly. They weren't working, but they were supposed to be on our Did they have how to fly a 737 for dummies? No, listen. So he he said, he goes, they have offered to work. He said, the problem is that there's only three of them, and they need four for the plane to take off. He said, and I fly an Airbus. (laughs) Otherwise, I would offer. He said, I'm not qualified to fly that Yeah, I think we were on a 737, (laughs) and he wasn't (laughs) for that When a guy who looks like Randy Quaid from Independence Day shows up, Preston. So, Steve, you know, I forgot to tell you, uh, this is a side, this is a different story from uh, uh, travel, but when we got there on Wednesday night, me and Preston and Kathy uh, and our uh, wives and everybody, we, we met uh, at Lou Malnati's, a deep right. dish pizza place. And Kathy went to a different Lou Malnati's, which was on the same street, but about two miles down. I texted yeah. him. I said, yeah. the one on Rush Street? He goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was uh, State Street. Rush Street was where So Kathy's sitting with a bunch of Russian so, businessmen. But, uh, I mean, I sent her the actual address of yeah. where we were, but uh, it, it doesn't matter. But, so Kathy was going to walk down, then somebody had said, listen, you know, apparently, like, Chicago's been in the news. It hasn't been, like, you know, it's, it's been a little bit rough there. It's, it's a ton not, of crime. It's yeah. a ton of crime. Not very safe. So, so... Long story short, we get done our dinner, and I keep hearing about how unsafe Chicago is, right? We walk outside to get to our Uber, and we're just standing there, and I see this guy walk past us oh, yeah. in a prison jumpsuit. In an orange jumpsuit. And I was like, right. what the frig? And he walks past, and then somebody goes... I just escaped. Yeah. Somebody goes, it's Halloween. I go, oh! Oh, my God. <laughs> we all looked at him yeah. like... Oh my God, this place is so unsafe. Like, get me inside now. Why aren't they arresting Freddy Krueger? They know what he's done. <laughs> it was like the brightest yeah. orange yeah. jumpsuit uh, you've yeah. ever seen. Right. Yeah. Well, listen, there, there are more stories uh, from the event, but we, we've got to move along. Uh, it, it was a great time, and we're honored to be uh, in the Radio Hall of Fame now. So uh, It's we, awesome. It was, uh, it was a really cool event. I mean, if you want to go, thanks oh, thank to you. you guys. Thanks to you guys. You can go to... Um, PrestonandSteve.com, and uh, on YouTube, there are videos of our acceptance speeches and the Rob McElhenney speech yes. and all that stuff, and we have it on our, our socials as well. Uh, so if you want to check that out, certainly go right ahead. But before we move on, we want to welcome a guest to our microphone. She is the CEO, the Chief Executive Officer of Phil Abundance. Ladies and gentlemen, Laurie Jones. Good morning. Good morning. Morning, morning. It's lovely to see you. It's great to see you guys, and congratulations on that incredible honor. You make us all proud. Uh, Congratulations. Likewise. Well, you guys do the real work. You do do the work. You you feed people and uh, and help people out who uh, might be... Uh, living just barely able to feed themselves, and it's it's an amazing uh, job that you do, and, and we're excited. We, we love doing this event. It is so much fun for us, but the underlying message is the important thing, and that is helping out your fellow uh, friends and family members here in the Delaware Valley. 
Um, so how are things at Phil Abundance? We'll just check in to see how you guys are doing. You know, Phil Abundance, we're doing well because of this incredible event. Yesterday we had Phil a trunk. This week we have Camp Out. And the reality is... You all really, your listeners, are really the wind beneath our wings. You give us, you encourage us, you provide us with the support, then you empower us to do this work. Because as you know, sadly, people across our region today are deciding, do I pay my rent or do I buy food? But because of you... We're able to make sure that they have. It's a tragic thing, and, and for some reason, again, obviously, last year and the year before, we were talking about it. You know, obviously, with the massive amount of volatility that's just going on all around it, and in multiple different ways, Philadelphia still floats in that in that tra- that tragic situation where there are a lot of food insecure people, as you said. What do I do? Do I heat my home, or do I do I buy food? And that should not be. The great news is we found out every year, including last year, where we thought we were going to get our asses kicked, is that people are incredibly generous regardless. And that's a wonderful thing. And we're hoping for more of that this time around. That's exactly right. If I can say, you know, in the city of Philadelphia, one in five people are food insecure. But even in our counties, you have like 10 and 13 percent food insecurity in Delaware County and Camden County. But because of your your listeners, because of the food and funds you donate, they're able to go to a pantry and get food. So but for that, I can't imagine what things would be like in our area. The way you guys handle uh, and Preston, you know, going back, we used to have a, um, years ago, we dealt with a, a group that was good, but they didn't have the wherewithal or, or the mobile that you guys have to target what kind of food, healthy food options um, to, to have to take to be able to process through in, in a way fresh food. It's not something that we're, we're doing here, but the money can be used to purchase that. All of that has made a huge difference to everyone in the area. Hey, Laura, I have a question. What do you say to, to people who might be hesitant to, uh, to take a helping hand, uh, to, to go ahead and reach out and find these areas where they can get assistance? What would you say to them? I would say we make sure that we provide food in a dignified way. And the reality is we all know somebody. There's somebody in our family. There's some restaurant that closed, and you know those food workers. We know people who are food insecure. They're just like you and me. And so if they need help this month, next month they can help someone else. So we definitely provide it in a dignified way. There's no shame in this. We try to make sure there's no stigma. Yes. The reality is we all need a helping hand at some point in our lives, right? Absolutely. Preston, the, the, the dignified thing figures, and we've talked about this, is that there, listen, We've seen many times the person who's needed to use uh, food from Phil Abundance gets back up on their feet and then is here donating or working. So after you. remember that, yep. that there are other people who've been in your boat who know exactly what you're going through. There's no shame, as you said. There are a lot of people who legitimately want to help and help you get back up on your feet and feed your family and feed yourself. That's right. Excellent. Well, Lori, uh, we're happy to do this. We're excited as to what the week is going to yield. Last year was a huge year. It was a big year last year. We're hoping for something again like that. I think we're going to break records. Oh, so Thank you so much. We love you. We appreciate everything you're doing. We brought a couple little gifts for you all. And we will be here on Friday to hear how generous our listeners were this year, right? Yes. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you. Phil about the CEO, Lori Jones. Love it. Uh, I want to point out real quick our hourly spotlight this hour is sponsored by Bimbo Bakeries USO and USA, not USO. That's, uh, that's the, okay. Helps the military, and uh, they do as well, but USA. They help my military, the chocolate chip uh, division. For a proud supporter of Phil Abundance and the sponsor of our Camp Out for Hunger Games and Broadcast Tent, which is no little thing, by the way. Love Bimbo. We do, so thank you guys so much. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back in a moment. We'll get the announcement I was going to get to a little while ago and we never got to. <laughs> Bizarre Files on the way. We got some people here in the tent. You can come and join them. 
We'll be right back. Wells Fargo's in the parking lot, Xfinity Live. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see him too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. You want to win an autographed Eagles jersey, an ultimate tailgating package, 2022 Eagle season tickets, or just good old cash? You could win when you enter Acme Swoop In and win sweepstakes. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com for your chance to be the next big winner. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve Show. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, coming up in a little while, our buddy Robert Irvine is stopping by today, Beats and Eats. Uh, the food and music event is taking place tonight at the Fillmore. Uh, we have director Zach Snyder on. We have uh, director Adam McKay joining us. There's a lot of stuff yeah. for this Monday morning. I love that. And I want to thank uh, Wawa, by the way, because they have uh, provided uh, some food for volunteer and staff. And uh, Wawa and 2SP joined Camp Out for Hunger and are brewing good for Phil Abundance. You can see what's on tap when the Brewers join Preston and Steve this Wednesday at 8 a.m. So we'll see what that's all about on Wednesday. Uh, but nonetheless, a lot of people think, okay, so before yeah. we get to the Bizarre File, real quick, we're going to make an announcement. We're going to do that now? Yeah! yeah. do that now. All right, so this is actually a second announcement of sorts that is taking place because, ladies and gentlemen, Friday, December 31st, also known as New Year's Eve, we are happy to announce... A late show with Bert Kreischer at the Met. Holy hell. He was already doing a show earlier in the evening. I don't know what time that is off the top of my head. I assume it's like a 730 show or something like that. But now there will be a 10 p.m. late show at the Met. And tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster.com. And guess what? Burke Kreischer is going to be joining us this week. Is it Wednesday that he's going to be on? I believe it's Friday. Oh, okay. So yeah. we'll talk to uh, Birdie Boy on Friday. So once again, a late show. New Year's Eve with Burke Kreischer, if you Come imagine. And, and listen, he's on fire these days with all of his projects, his movies, his show. It richly deserved, man. The guy is, yeah. is just awesome. Yep. So hopefully you heard that. I have no idea what our levels are doing that are going out on the radio. I'm getting a variety of text messages. They so. just heard a lovely fanfare. Maybe that was all they heard. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, Burke Kreischer, Friday, December 31st, New Year's Eve, a late show added 10 p.m. at the Met and tickets on sale Friday uh, at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster.com. Okay, let's do the Bizarre File. Jason, if you will, please. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. All right, and the Bizarre File always has a fine sponsor to mention, and that fine sponsor is DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You can download the DraftKings app and use the code ROCK to get in on the action. We'll start with this. A resident of a high-rise condominium in Thailand 
actually cut the support rope for two painters. Oh, no. Apparently angry that she wasn't told that they would be doing work. She left them hanging above the 26th floor until a couple rescued them. That's attempted murder. And that's the charge that she's facing, Steve. Attempted murder and property destruction. Uh, they didn't say what prompted the suspect to cut the rope, but Time Media reported that she was apparently frustrated when the workers appeared outside of a room and hadn't seen an announcement by the condo that they would be doing Don't work. you do that! A video clip on social media showed two painters asking the residents on the 26th floor to open the window and let them in. One of the painters, a Myanmar national named Song, told the Thai media that he and his two friends had lowered themselves to the 32nd floor to repair a crack on the building. When they reached the 30th floor, they felt he felt that the rope was heavier, and when he looked down, he saw someone on the 21st floor open a window and cut the rope. That's insane. He tried asking for help from other units, but nobody was in. Uh, the third colleague continued to support them from the top. Uh, floor and then Prafawain Set Singh, the resident who saved them, said that uh, her British husband noticed one painter signaling for help, called her to talk to them, uh, and they let him in. The management of the condo accompanied the painters to report the incident to the police. The 34 year old woman at first denied responsibility, uh, but they served, uh, they actually had uh, severed the rope and got a fingerprint and DNA analysis. So if you're one of those guys, wouldn't the first thing you would do would be to march down to that woman's apartment and beat the hell out of her? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it'd be a pretty good idea. All right, a man in Wyoming allegedly tried getting out of a drunk driving charge by claiming that. His four-year-old son was driving the vehicle. Oh. <laughs> He's not a good driver, I told him. Sheriff's deputies pulled the 39-year-old man over on Saturday. They were responding to a report that he had been fighting with a woman. The man had driven off by the time deputies arrived, but they caught up with him and his two sons, who were 4 and 15 years old, in his pickup truck. Well, he promised him that if he finished his applesauce, he could drive. The man said that his 4-year-old son was sitting on his lap and was the one driving, <laughs> Sarah's officials said. And they say the man refused field sobriety and breath tests. Deputies arrested him on suspicion of driving under the influence, violating probation, and driving without a required device on his vehicle used to detect alcohol. Okay, so I'm not familiar with all the laws, but are four-year-olds allowed to drive legally? In Wyoming, okay. it's questionable. I'm not sure. Uh, the superintendent of an eastern Kentucky school district said appropriate disciplinary action has been taken after photos surfaced showing students giving lap dances to staff oh, dear God. as part of Hazard High School's Homecoming Week festivities. Man, Homecoming's got a lot cooler. Uh, during Homecoming Week, uh, the festivities, students and staff took part in a man pageant and costume day on Tuesday. Wow. Photos that were subsequently taken down from the athletic department's Facebook page showed students in underclothing giving lap dances to faculty and staff, including Hazard High School principal Donald Happy Mobellini. Impressed that they turned the teacher's lounge into the champagne room. Who is also the mayor of Perry County City. <laughs> Sounds uh, like a hell of a town. Other photos on the athletic athletics page that were take, later taken down showed female students dressed up in Hooters outfits, as well as students wow. and staff appearing to paddle one another. The biggest thing we had was Pizza Fridays. A spokesperson said in a statement that the district had handed down a punishment or punishments, but is not allowed to disclose any further information regarding the specifics of the discipline because it is a, quote, personal matter. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. All right, we'll do one more. A German electrician went on trial Thursday, accused of murder in the death of one man and mutilating several others by performing illegal operations on their genitals. 
The 66-year-old told a regional court in Munich that he performed the procedures at the men's request. Would you operate on my penis? Well, uh, I, I do roofing, but I'll give it a shot. The defendant, whose name wasn't released for privacy reasons, claimed he had initially offered sexual services on sadomasochistic websites in order to earn money to pay off debts. You've had a number of stories like this, Preston, and about 80% of them come out of Germany. Later, the man allegedly expanded his repertoire by performing operations on his kitchen table. Oh. Telling his victims that he was a trained medical professional. The defendant told the court that he castrated or partially amputated the genitals of eight men. Oh, my God. Between July 2018 and March 2020. Hand me that zester. But he denied responsibility for the death of one man who died several days after the defendant performed a procedure on him. Almighty! Uh, prosecutors have charged a defendant with murder for failing to call help, call for help in the case of the man who died and was serious and dangerous, dangerous bodily harm. Do you notice women don't do this? Like, like there's never somebody doing a hysterectomy on a kitchen table. No, not that I have yeah. seen as of yet. Yes, but no, the but we, file is still young. We did, we did have that woman who was doing the butt implants. Remember? Yes. Oh yeah, hotel? killed somebody. And yeah. listen, there's been a we number of those too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Insane. All right, and that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. Ladies and gentlemen, we are excited to announce uh, this morning. I have two names here, Casey. Yes, who am sir. I going to here? Uh, both. I mean, we have the... Uh, the they're person. both here? Oh, they're both here. Right there. <laughs> All right. Please. I didn't see you sitting there. I'm sorry. <laughs> please welcome our friends, ladies and gentlemen, a huge partnership that has made uh, Camp Out for Hunger go into the stratosphere as donations go. Is our friends from Acme Markets. And we are excited to welcome... Yes. Yes. Yeah. Excited to welcome this morning El Presidente. Thank you. Jim Perkins. And also the Communications and Public Affairs Manager. Do we have Communications and Public Affairs Manager music? How about Doogie Hazel? There we go. We'll go with this. Please welcome Dana Ward. Jim, good morning, sir. How are we doing, guys? Wonderful. Dana, how are you? Um, wonderful. Thank you so much. And uh, so, listen, we wanted to do, I think, Jim, we're doing kind of a check-in yeah. uh, because we had the Head Start program, which we did the past few years. Last year was just incredible. Just We, we couldn't believe how it went monetarily because in the past we've done, uh, people could drop by and, and pick up food donations yes. and do it that way. And right. then we started to take the money route last year and it took it to a whole other level. So we're excited about the uh, about the. Uh, the whole partnership, uh, before we hear totals and so on, um, how did it feel going into this uh, event this year? You know, uh, real good. You know, it was it was amazing. I think we've been doing this 10 years with you. Yeah. I've been doing this nine years with you. I mean, wow. I'm getting old. So, uh, <laughs> Join the club. So, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. you know, we're very, very proud to be here today. Uh, we, we love partnering with you. A um, lot of unprecedented need this year, as you can imagine, with uh, not only are we hearing about food shortages, but people really with work and so forth and, and, and uh, lots of hunger out there. So we're glad, glad we can help. You know, last year we raised $1.3 million. I think that was a record that we set last year for turkey dinners, fill abundance, uh, food banks, pantries, and schools. And, uh, you know, we just really want to strive hard and partner with you to eliminate uh, food hunger. And that's, yeah. really our, that's really your goal and our goal. And this year, you know, with giving at the register, we're able to give some grocery cards out. 
so people can shop with dignity and get what they want, fresh vegetables or maybe a turkey, baby formula, baby food, whatever they may need. And uh, so they're going to be able to come in and, and do that. So, um, you know, uh, like last year, we really wish we had our, our food store here, but we couldn't because of COVID. But as soon as we can get back, we will. And uh, like, like before, we want Dana has the number. But oh. before we do that. Yes. I, I know you guys just received a recent award, and we, I think Dana has a gift, the National Radio Hall of Fame. How yeah. awesome is that? <laughs> awesome. So I think Dana brought a little, uh, I, I don't know if you can do it while you're working, but you can enjoy it I afterwards. mean, I, I know it's early, but uh, you can put some orange juice in it, so just some Prosecco. <laughs> oh. um, you know, from our Acme team, we're so proud of you guys, so yeah, congratulations. Th- thank you. My, we're, my wife is very thrilled because now you've got the, uh, the, the liquor at the Mermaid Acme location, yeah. Mermaid Lane. So yeah. we're very happy. It's very cool. Uh, so thank you. That's very nice. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, I think uh, we're going to remodel a little Fifth and Pine. We'll have beer and wine at the end of the year. Then a lot of leave us one store. have beer and wine now in every store. Uh, you know, so it's good. So we're glad we could bring one to you. May I mention something? Because sure. Acme is, you know, I, I'm, we're, we're big Acme fans, and that's that's where I, I go all the time. And, and thinking about it, we, t- we had an uh, opportunity with the, the National uh, Radio uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, to start talking about the year and, and, and working through plus, you know, the beginning of, of COVID and all that stuff. And at the stores, the people that were, you know, especially like what I was going to, I see the people regardless unloading uh, food on the shelves, working around. You know, no one knew what was going on at the beginning of this, but they were all in there doing it around the clock, making sure that the shelves were stocked all that stuff. It's an amazing thing to see how you guys as a company stepped up. Because we didn't know, you know, everyone's like, what's going to happen? But the store was running, and there was food there to, to be had. And it was it was a great comfort to the neighborhood and in multiple neighborhoods, wherever the Acme stores were. I'm sure you guys, you know, had to pull out every stop you could. But we, thank you so much for what you did throughout this 18 months plus. It made a difference. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Our, our people have worked extremely hard. In fact, we were recognized by the, the New Jersey uh, Food Council for being the, the, most, the best in-stock grocery store in the Mid-Atlantic. And, uh, you know, we've, we've worked tirelessly on getting product from all over or wherever we can get it to put on the shelves. And our people have worked extremely hard, lots of overtime and, and missing days off to, you know, to make pe- people keep food on the shelf. It's, well, you, it, it's a real issue out there. And, and just trying to get food for everybody, it's, it's, it's a lot of work today. Well, you can tell your commitment. Yeah, I appreciate it. All right. So I, I think we're going to find out a couple of things now, right? Yes, I think we we're going to see, like, how we're doing so far with the Head Start. And then we have a little bit of information on that that's going to be passed along, correct? Yeah. yeah so um, are you guys ready? Yes. Yeah, let's, All right. yes. We're ready. I got my I bell and everything. All right. So we are 31 days into our Camp Out Head Start program. And as of this morning, we have $700,000. Oh! to the double wow. Uh, so 700000 Seven. and then we, we have this week still yet to go, right? We, yes, act- month. we actually have the whole month. Preston. And that's the other announcement. <laughs> I thought we announced that last month. My apologies. That's okay. Yeah. I was going to let them announce that. It's all good. Yeah, so you can still go into the Acme through November 24th. Um, and donate at the register, and everything will go towards camp. Do you know why that's so, so critically it. important? Is because obviously a lot of people will be doing extra food shopping leading up to Thanksgiving, and, and that is the the brass ring here. So that I mean, that, that we're at where we are right now bodes well. But again, 
as you've heard our friends from Philabundance say, uh, this is the event that is sort of the foundational event that is a requisite to make sure people are eating. Uh, so, you know, every time I go in, I donate. It's so easy. Just keep it going. Let's make this. We never set goals, but we would like to at least equal if we can last year and go past would be wonderful. So it's right there for the taking, and the mechanism you guys put in place is so brilliant and so generous. And, we again, we can't thank you enough. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, it's let's have mimosas. Easy. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ready? <laughs> I think that's a good idea. Uh, no, like Steve said it all. So, so uh, you know, a thank you to uh, your entire staff and, and all the efforts that have been put into this. Yeah, we appreciate it. Give generously when you're in your store, and there's lots of need out there. So uh, thanks a lot for having us on, and thanks for donating it to Acme. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank let's you. Jim and up. Acme, and, and let's keep that momentum going this Absolutely. week. Okay? Absolutely. It will continue after camp out, but we're going to get a total at the end of this week and, 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 and you know, kind of put that in as, as here's what we got to camp out for hunger this year. So I still want to get that way up there. Absolutely. I mean, you know what I mean? This is, this is incredibly encouraging. But Preston, to have this all the way through to Thanksgiving and to have what we're going to do this week, if, I mean, the sky's the limit. Yep. All right, come by and see us. By the way, speaking of the sky, it is crystal clear blue. It is a beautiful morning. It's going to be weather-wise. It's going to be the best day of the week. So we'd love to have you here for yeah. it. Do you think this is the nicest first day of camp out we've ever had? It may it's, be. It's yeah. one of them. Yeah, it's, it's spectacular. Great. So it's sixty degrees today. Sunshine. We got carnival rides Ooh. from Skelly's out here. We we ha- we're going to have you ride Pharaoh's Fury. Pharaoh. We haven't had Pharaoh's Fury here and. Seven, eight years. I don't know how Preston, long it's been. What? That was our gang, the Pharaohs. That was the Pharaohs <laughs> from uh, American, American Graffiti. Graffiti. Yeah. Uh, and we also have the can drop, and we're going to fire that up in just a little bit. Yes, Marissa Magnata coming over to the microphone. Yes, yeah, surprises happening all over the place. The 103rd Engineering Battalion of the Army National them. Guard yeah. just marched here from University City. Awesome. I love it. Are they going to pop in and say hi? Well, they can if you'd like. I yes. would love to because I just saw them as we were talking to Jim and Dana. I could see them in the background. I saw all these <laughs> fatigues going by, and I'm like, that's awesome. So, all right, let's take a break. Come back in a second. We're scheduled to have Robert Irvine and friends for Beats and Eats, the food and music event tonight at the Fillmore. We're going to take a break and we'll be back in a second. Camp Albert Hunger, Wells Fargo Center parking lot on MMR. You know, we couldn't do the Camp Out for Hunger without all our sponsors. They make it happen. We couldn't do it without them. 93.3 WMMR. Highlighting our valued partners, the local businesses who donate products and services that help make Camp Out for Hunger happen. Hey there, morning show. This is Michael Comstock from Injury Recording and Production. I started with the camp out 10 years ago, November 2011. I believe that was the year of the infamous Nacho Cannon debacle, my introduction to the show. If you hear live music performed on the air, that's mixed by me inside the Indre broadcast truck. Our company provides mixing and recording services to the music, film, and streaming industries. One of my favorite memories from over the years would be mixing the band Steel Panther, thinking, holy crap, these guys are amazing, and how in the world could this content possibly be approved for broadcast? Each year, it's like a reunion, getting together with the house band. It's always fun to see Preston sitting in on drums. And I have to give a special shout-out to those working behind the scenes. Listeners really have no idea how much time and energy is put in by Rodney Bird, Eric Simon, and the whole crew. Take care. See you soon. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Find out how you can make a difference at WMMR.com. This message brought to you by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. I want to point out a guy in the back corner of the room who looks like he's standing on the front of the Titanic because his hair is <laughs> yeah, whipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, that's you. No, yeah, yeah stand up yeah, there. Yeah. 
Say, put your arms out like you're king of the world. <laughs> no, the hair, your hair was flying everywhere. It looked really cool, man. It yeah. looked like you were on the deck of the Titanic. There you go. There you go. You look great. Uh, so we're nice and comfy in this tent, but it's beautiful outside. It is, yes. 60 it's degrees. Really solid weather, sunny, beautiful, gorgeous. Oh, man. And speaking of gorgeous... Our next guest is ready to go. Oh, my God. Oh, he's a he's a hell of a man. Is he not? He's a sex panther. We have been... <laughs> wow. <laughs> we have been <laughs> hanging out with this guy for ages and are just delighted to have him back anytime that he's got time, especially when he's in Philly, which is like a second home to him. Please welcome our friend, celebrity chef Robert Irvine to the program. Hey, listen, you just said I was sexy. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and with him, if you are familiar with the Food Network, which a lot of us are because it's so awesome, then you know this guy from Chopped. Please welcome Chef Mark Murphy. Hey, Mark, how you doing? I'm doing really well, very well. <laughs> nice to see Am you, I man. Am I talking into this thing? I think you, you, can, you can do both if we you want to know. So we've got these headsets hooked up to these guys. We're going to play a game with them a little bit later on. But, yeah, move it, get close to that mic and use that. I think that's going to be our better yeah. bet. Okay. Well, we figured they'd be our, our, our optimum lab rides for our first game yeah. here. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, what what, what are we – there was a little explanation going on, but I'm a little <laughs> worried. Don't need. worry. That's, that's all, all we need. need. The less you yeah. know, the better. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, that's, I, there's a, I, some reason I don't like hanging out with Robert Irvine. <laughs> 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 what, yeah, what, you get hurt. He, he, he always and gets drunk. he always gets me in trouble. You get hurt and drunk. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. Normally yeah. hurt first, drunk after. <laughs> well, shouldn't it be drunk first to end the yeah. pain? No, no. I like to see him were... suffer. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here well, we go. Tonight is the Beats and Eats. Uh, it's a food and music event. This is the fourth one you've done in Philly, yep. right, Robert? Yes. Uh, it's going to be really exciting. Uh, so uh. this will be at the Fillmore and loads of restaurants and chefs, right? Yep, a lot of chefs, a lot of music, and all the money goes to our charity, Robert Irvine Foundation. So, which is great. And how good does it feel to be back doing these events? I, you know, it's like you guys, right? Tampa yeah. Bahanga, when you come out, and you can you can really make a difference. And you've been doing this for oh, first of all, <laughs> congratulations, Hall uh, of Famers! Oh, thank, thank you, sir. You. Thank you. Thank you very wow. much. <laughs> Last week, right? Yeah, Thursday. Yeah, went to Chicago National Radio Hall of Fame. We are now in it. Yeah, wow. okay. yeah it was, it was can I have your cool. autograph? <laughs> sure. Uh, Hang on afterwards. They're only what, what, just 10 bucks each, right, Preston? Yeah, I think that's what the going price is right now. Uh, but, uh, no, listen, we're excited that you're, that you're in town for this event that's taking place and what wonderful work the Robert Irvine uh, Foundation does. Uh, but uh, also, you know, you had mentioned, like, Quest Love is going to be there yep. tonight. Uh, so this is a full, you eat. Magrovesh. Yeah, have some yeah. great music and the whole deal. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Listen, uh, you know, getting people, Jen Carroll from Philly, you know, uh, amazing chef. Mark right. Murphy's going to attempt to cook tonight. Um, <laughs> Here we go. Some people. Here we go. Uh, but, yeah, we got 400 people. I think we got six tickets left. That's it. Six. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's it. amazing. So, Six yeah. lucky people can come here and so. run his mouth, too. It'd be great. <laughs> uh, Mark, so you, you're involved also in uh, Feeding America, correct? Uh, well, I, I work with uh, I work with uh, Share Strength, No Kid Hungry, and I'm also on the board of City Harvest in Manhattan. I live in Manhattan. Okay. And City Harvest is a uh, great uh, food rescue program, obviously doing great work like you guys are doing as well down here, feeding people that need it. Yeah. You know, it's so... Um, when we initially wanted to, when this show first began, our, our first year together, we wanted to do a charity event that uh, we thought would really, um, really have an impact. And the, the we wanted to think of something that was primal, something that, yes. that absolutely was necessary. And immediately we went to a food-based program uh, to kind of get things going. And 
over the years it's drawn up very very small and we're, we're, we're crawling back to what we normally are you see this this group of people here I'm so uh, glad are here this morning normally it's a giant tent even bigger than this jam-packed and full but we're working our way back from COVID but the generosity that you see from people when yeah. you ask them to to reach out is amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. And, you know, as a chef, uh, you know, we, we feed people, right? And then we think of people that don't have food. It's just ridiculous in this country that this is actually happening. And we're, we're here to help. And I, it, it makes me feel good. Actually, one of the most amazing moments for me was on my uh, on my uh, on, on social media. I got reached out to I'm on the board of City Harvest. And somebody said, you know, thank you so much for what you do. Because I used to need City Harvest to sort yeah. of get to my next level. And now I'm, I pulled myself up by my bootstraps and now I donate to City Harvest and it was great to see that because it's like some people just need a you know they need a handout for a little bit to get back to where they need to be and this is what's a, it's a, it's a great great thing Mark you raise a good point because that's something we talk about all the time which is um, you know people who are embarrassed or feel like oh how did I how did I end up in this situation you are one of thousands and thousands yeah. and thousands of people who go through it and so many is the time uh, we've had the occasion where someone and we talked about this earlier was a recipient of food from Phil Abundance next year is on their feet and is down here helping yeah. it's the process and you know a lot of times Sometimes it's the grassroots effort, like Phil Abundance, like this, that really gets it done, like what Robert yeah. does. Just roll up your sleeves and do it, and that's where you see people, people who don't have a lot who show up and donate. It's the most amazing, humbling yeah. thing. That makes a difference. Yep. Yeah, for sure. It's wonderful. Uh, Mark, by the way, being on, on Chopped, is it, Robert, have you ever been asked to be on that show? Yeah, in, I in did. It. I, I was... Knocked out in the second round. It's, I it's, if you it was haggis. It yes. was canned haggis. It's the hardest show Robert on television. Robert that if you whisper the curse, the FCC will allow it. But <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a minute. Is it was, that... It was canned haggis? Canned haggis, yeah. And so they're trying to get you to squeeze something out of <laughs> yeah, something. Was, no, really just, yeah, you might yeah. as well serve crap on a plate. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure, I think that's what we said he did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I yeah. see how this goes. Yeah. We had guys in the studio one time eating haggis, well, and yeah. you know, the meat sweats is a real thing. These guys look like they had run a marathon. Their bodies were incapable of digesting that mess. You know what's great, though, is I, I feel as though we, we sort of trick America into learning something. Because yeah. when, well, you know, somebody, a great chef like Robert, comes on the show and cooks with haggis, it's like, people don't know what it is. But now, this is something that exists. I mean, and Listen, we believe it. it doesn't exist anywhere but in America. We well, don't do canned haggis anywhere else. <laughs> well, I know. But, I mean, it, people Just, didn't know what haggis was like before. Like as bad that. as a crock pot. Yeah. We, <laughs> there it is. 20 minutes for a, a crock pot. I Yes. <laughs> By the way, I was watching, uh, I guess it had to have been maybe Thursday afternoon, uh, I was watching Chopped, and they had, it was like a German fair, so it was uh, around Oktoberfest, so they had like sauerkraut, you used to talk about canned haggis, it was this other, I don't even know what it was, but it was this other lunch meaty type yeah. of thing, and uh, I was really, uh, it, they made everything look great, and what you guys were able to do, and, and Preston, you have... Uh, a trained chef in your family, I believe it's your uh, wife's. Is it cousin? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, I'm sorry. So I've, I, there are a couple of chefs in my family. Yes, okay. he's, he's so a private chef. In, he's done in Los this Angeles. thing where he basically just opens your cupboard and goes, "Okay, I'm just going to make with you know, I'm not Love planning that. anything. I'm just going to make yeah. what, whatever you have." And, yep. and so the 
fact that you guys were able to do that, like, I'm blown away. Yeah, but think about it. I mean, uh, that, that's where some people, uh, you know, they got their that's kids coming home from yeah. school, and it's like, oh, I got to put something on the table mm -hmm. in a half hour, and people got to eat. I mean, I think this show sort of inspires people that, yeah, you can do it. And, yeah. you know, well, it's, 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 sometimes it's not so great, and sometimes it's great. But, you know, you got to feed yourself. That's, that's how the great. potato chip sandwich was born, right, uh, Preston? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> know, Robert, maybe if you By used a, a crock pot, you wouldn't have got booted off the show. Yeah, and probably right. Probably right. I think it was just them, actually. Oh, okay. I think it was him uh -huh. trying to, like... I, I don't think I was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah you were. Oh, you were right. taken out. Oh, I was. Yeah. It was a long time ago. You know, yeah, it, it was, was probably when I just... I was one of, probably one of the first times I met you. It was literally, like, I, 12 years ago or something. Yeah. 10 wow. years ago. It's the last time that. I did it. Yeah, no, exactly. No, hey. It's a tough show. It's real. That basket yeah, opens yeah. up. And you kind of, I've competed a lot before because they make us do it as well. Yep. And that's when I usually try to call out sick, but that doesn't work. <laughs> uh, they make me go and do it. And, and, you know, you open that thing up and you literally, by the time they reset the cameras, you've got maybe a minute and a half, two minutes to think of what you're going to make in 20 minutes or a half hour. And it's really, uh, it's pretty daunting. That's why it's so compelling. I mean, because you know that, well, that's it. My, yeah. my favorite is when you get these guys that are real... You know, ah, I've been watching this show for 10 years. I know what I'm doing. I'm gonna, they get up there. They're like, I got this. Yeah. And then after the 20 minutes goes by, they're, sta the they're standing in front of you sweating, going, oh, my God, it's much harder than when I watch it on television. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, just like football. You know, you watch football. <laughs> right, like, right. Why didn't he catch that? Yeah. Well, it's, it's a little more difficult I than you think. It. Yeah, I made haggis pudding. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Robert, yeah. how's your booze doing over at Boardroom doing, Spirits it's doing, Robert Irvine? It's doing great. We're, we're, uh, we're uh, in about 40 states right now. Excellent. So, wow, it's doing pretty good. And we just, I just give you those bars. Yes. So here's, the reason I give you that bar is because it's for Susan G. Coleman for a year. We made a, a strawberry strudel bar, and the money goes to Susan G. Coleman for a year. So Excellent. Uh, you're, it's pretty cool. You're tied into so much stuff. And, and Marissa handed us uh, a sheet about the Heller High Seas Initiative, which oh. you're doing. What, what's going on there? So that was, uh, we talk about post-traumatic stress in the military. And, right. and, and I met this uh, uh Navy swimmer, six-year Navy swimmer, put a Glock to his head, tried to kill himself, didn't go off, decided he wanted to sail around Cape Horn, never sailed before. Right. Bought a boat, fixed it up on YouTube, then sailed around Cape Horn. So it was a documentary about that and how it's helping uh, uh, amazing folks. So, uh, yeah, it's really special. Very inspiring. We have a, we have a, a viewing here on, uh, on Veterans, Day. Veterans Day. Yeah, excellent. So... And, uh, yeah, the screening's going to be at the Kimmel Center. Kimmel Center. Yep. Yeah, tickets available. It's a free ticket. Notes. Yeah, tickets. notes right there. <laughs> and six tickets left for the event yes. tonight. Yeah. So we do know that. But here's what we want to do. A, we want to thank you guys for coming by here today. Uh, and, Robert, for your, your support over the years. You know, there's a mutual respect that we have with you, obviously. And hey, hey, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hey, come yeah. here. Come here. Uh, oh, wait. Jason, where's my jacket? Signaling someone. All right. What's this? What you got? Ah, his oh, jacket. He's reaching in his jacket. It's, it's a pistol. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right, he's got a piece of paper. Oh, it looks like it might be a check. Uh -huh. Let me take a look here. Oh, my God. Robert Irvine just handed me a check for $10,000. Oh, there you go. You, you guys do so much, 
so wow. much amazing stuff. You've always supported me, and, and I love Phil Abundance. I love what you do here. And, and 1.7 million, I think, was the last time you raised, right? Right, right. Uh, let's see if we can make more money, right? Yes, yeah, so we're all for that. Robert, that's amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm speechless. That's amazing. Thank you so much, man. So we love Mark, you guys. We're, wow. we're waiting for you. I, I, well, I'm just, I, I, had, I, I, I had no idea this was I, happening. I, 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 <laughs> I had no I, idea this was happening, but I would, I would love you should probably tell your viewers maybe like Thursday to make sure that check clears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, they're listeners, not viewers. Dummy. We'll let them slide. All right, so here's what we're going to do. At we're least gonna, I'm not swearing. We're going to play a contest with you guys. It's called the Drop Quiz. We're going to do a food version of it. So, Marissa, oh, over here, is going to take you guys outside. We're going to talk to somebody else while you're headed out wait, there. Wait, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Yes. We're going to be dropping? Yes. You're yeah. going to be dropping. Yeah. We'll be fine. Stop wait, being a cry You're going to need a diaper, I think. Yeah. All right, get out of here. Let's hear it. All right. Robert Irvine and Mark Murphy. Ten grand. That's so cool. We're going to get them back on the air in just a moment. Make sure their mics are off as they're on their way out. And then Marissa, I think we're going to have, and we're having our, our microphones cleaned up. Yes, we're keeping everything nice and sterile and clean and safe as we are doing the camp out for hunger. All the uh, headphones and microphones are being wiped down in between guests, which should be done anyway, don't you think? Well, um, yes. it's, it's, it, was, it killed me like about eight months into the pandemic when they said, hey, we're going to start cleaning out the subway cars in New York. <laughs> what? What? That's something that just occurred to you? We're going to start washing our hands. Yeah. How about that? Also, are we on fire? What does that smell? It's from, it's from the, the cannons, the, the confetti cannons. Right. Yeah, they're gas powered. <laughs> yeah. Kathy. Nice face. All right. All right. It I, I guess it's for charity. Well, I guess it uses gunpowder or something. I'm not really sure. All right. So uh, we would like to welcome a gentleman to our microphones. We just had uh, a group uh, come jogging in in fatigues. And uh, a, a big flag, and their rucksacks full. And uh, I don't have your name. It is, sir? Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Joe Martinkus. All right, Lieutenant Colonel yeah. Joe Martinkus. Thank you for being here. And you are with the United States Army Reserves? Uh, we're with the Pennsylvania Army National Guard. Army National Guard. Excellent. Well, thank you for being here this morning. We appreciate it. This is, all right, now I got my information. The 103rd Engineering Battalion, correct? Yes, sir. So what is your guy's job in the military? Uh, we are enablers, uh, provide enabler support to this 56th Strike Brigade combat team on the Pennsylvania Army National Guard. That sounds very impressive. I caught a couple of words, but the rest of it I kind of missed. Well, I'm, I'm, glad, we, I'm glad you know what you're doing because I'm sure yes. we need it. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we build stuff and blow stuff up. Oh, now now that you realize how there dumb we are, this is going to work much better. He knew how to tell us what yeah. he did. They can dumb it we down for you. We make things go boom. Exactly. Uh, uh, Colonel, where are you guys based out of? Where did, where did you come we're, here from? We're up uh, in University City. Okay. And you guys uh, hoofed it all the way down here? Yes, sir. Wow. And with that, I saw, like I said, the rucksacks. Is it, were they full of food? Yes, sir. 385 pounds of food. Hey! That's excellent. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. And how many members of the 103rd are here with you today? Uh, we have about 22 on ground right now. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it. And where did you, um, uh, did you just ask uh, uh, everyone who could bring in a, a few cans to do so, or how did that work? Yes, sir. We put it out to the battalion to volunteer. If they wanted to join us for the road march, we could, they come in and bring food in. Wow. Awesome. I, I'll tell you something. Every year you guys do this, and it's always impressive. It makes me very proud to see you guys coming in and, uh, you know, and, and, and doing that extra little thing. Uh, just to, It's a great way to kick off the event. So thank you so much. You're welcome. And by the way, did you did you uh, jog, walk, run? What did you do? Dance? Yeah. Did you <laughs> dance all the Was way it like there? the beginning of fame? <laughs> uh, we walked fastly. Walked fastly. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I love it. Colonel, thank you so much. Thank we appreciate guys. it. Let's hear it for him, guys. Yeah. 103rd Engineering Battalion, Lieutenant Colonel Joe Martinkus.
checking in with his group. So I, I love seeing that. I love any group of people getting together and coming down here en masse. It doesn't matter how much you're bringing. It can be five pounds, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. Uh, the, but I just love the group effort of these things. You raise a good point, Preston. And something that I, I was saying yesterday uh, is that, uh, and someone was asking about, you know, the, the large corporations. And obviously Robert Irvine's very generous donation. But remember, if you bring down just a, 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 a couple of cans, uh, well, people say, does that really matter? It matters to the people who are, who are going to eat that food. It absolutely does. So yep. it's all important. Most definitely. All right. So uh, we're going to try to go outside. Marissa, are we good to go? We are. All right. So Robert and Mark should be able to hear me. Robert, can yes. you hear me? Yes, we can ah, hear you. I can, I can hear you as well. This and we can hear you. All right. Excellent. So we need to bring Mark's uh, level up just a little Uh-oh. bit if we can. Okay. Uh, and <clears throat> For when so, I scream. Yep. That's what we want. <laughs> so, gentlemen, it. this is how it's going to work. I'm going to explain to our listening audience as well. So bear with me for just a moment. We have Mark and Robert strapped into a ride we call the can drop. Okay. Essentially, it's a yeah. slow-moving harness that goes straight up into the air, goes between 80 and 100 feet up in the air. Now, you can't see how tall this is from the vantage point when you're sitting on the ride, so you don't know where the top is. At any point in time, that mechanism will let go and you will free fall to the ground really, really fast. Now, while these guys are on their way up, I'm going to be asking a series of food trivia questions. When you know the answer, gentlemen, just say the answer out loud. The first person to get it correct will get a point. If you both don't get it, we'll move on to another question. Now, these are easy questions, but them being easy, you are distracted by the fact that you're rising slowly up in the air and you don't know when it's going to drop. When it drops, the game is over. Whoever has the most points is the victor. We may do it twice. It's quite possible. <laughs> Three times. And I'll tell you this. I have a feeling these guys are very combative, Preston. I think they might be a little competitive. Yeah. All right. Uh, does everybody understand? Robert, do you understand? I do. And Mark, you follow? I, I've, I've got it. Yes. All right. Excellent. I think we're ready to start. Casey, can I get some music that we can play as we begin the climb? All right, Marissa, let me know. Let me know as soon as you guys start moving. I'll begin. There's music, too. This is great. When the ride moves, let me know. It's uh, okay. We're ready to go, guys. It's It's moving. All right, here we go. What two words were combined to make the word spam? Oh, uh, no idea. Nobody knows the answer. All right, it's spiced ham. Next question. If something is described as rotisserie, what what has it been cooked on? Uh, uh, A grill, a rotisserie. No. (laughs) That's what it is. It's a rotisserie. It's a rotisserie. That's what it's called. What's that thing in the middle, the pole? Oh, a spit. A spit. Robert oh, gets one point. Uh, let's see. If you ordered an omelet Arnold Benet, what fish would you find in it? Crab? No. Not crab. It's not a fish. <laughs> oh, fish. Oh, sorry. Uh, Next question. What is the most expensive holy, holy. spice by weight in the world? Saffron. Yes, that's correct. Mark got that one. What nutrient comes from meat, eggs, and fish? Calcium. No. What, what did you say, Mark? Protein. Protein. Yes, Mark gets it. All right, where were French fries invented? Uh, France. <laughs> that was terrible. That was terrible. Really bad. Okay. That All right. Was good. Thank Stop you. The music. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Mark says he's uh, he loved it. How many rounds are we gonna do? Because you do t- oh. well, no, What? We do ten rounds and then we reach the quarterfinal. Well, Mark. Mark took round one, two to one. 
All right, by the way, if you order an omelet Arnold Benet... No idea what he's talking about. uh, It's haddock that you will find. Haddock. Yep. Uh, And a spit is what we were looking for, a rotisserie. I got that one. What are you talking about? Spiced ham. No, we got it. We gave it to you. Oh, all right. Just check it. French fries were invented in Belgium, believe it or not. Okay. I should have known that. All right, we're going to... They're going to reset the game. I'll try to do... Easier questions for our chefs here. It's funny because they, they both there was virtually an imperceptible grunt as it started to drop. So mm-hmm. these are these are manly men chefs. This is true. All right. So when it is uh, when it is rigged up, Marissa, if you can give me a thumbs up or some kind of indicator, we will go for round two. So we're doing this again. Oh, we're yes. doing this again, yeah. Mark. But, okay. but it's actually we're now doing the strip right, version. It's moving. It's moving. Right, it's moving. Here we go. What turns a plain martini into a dirty martini? Olive. Olives. Yeah, that, nope, Mark got it. Olive juice. Uh, sailors used to suffer from a horrible illness called scurvy. Scurvy, scurvy lack of citrus. Uh, it's lack of vitamin C. All right, there you go. Back vitamin C, yes. Uh, so we get that Robert. to Robert. Uh, which is the only food that can never go off or go bad? A Twinkie. <laughs> um, <laughs> salt. No, it's honey. All right, next. Uh, let's see. What is gelatin made of? Bones. Yes, Robert gets that one. What type of food is a peanut? A legume. Yes, Mark gets that one. Where would you find, what state would you find gumbo? Uh, Louisiana. Louisiana. Robert. Hi. Robert. Hi. Robert. Hi. All right, which is the only U.S. state that grows coffee beans? Oh, jeez. I don't know. Oh, uh, California. They're doing no. Stuff. No? No, I do. Incorrect. It's Hawaii. The state of Georgia is the they third. Go- ah! <laughs> hey, by the way, they don't boat coffee anymore in Hawaii. They don't? No. 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 They're doing indoor coffee stuff, I think. In Hawaii? I went to the, I went to right. the coffee yeah, fields. Yeah, but they stopped they stop growing it. Uh, on Kauai. Listen, are, they, we, are they coming to take us out of this? <laughs> it had to have been two years. He wants ago. out. He wants out. All right, what's the score, Nick? No, we got one more. We're All tied up at four no, apiece. We're, we're doing one more, dude. All right, All right. let's do one more. Five yeah. apiece. Yep. yep. All right. All right. We so must so have more interesting people to interview. <laughs> You'd be surprised. We do. Yeah. Yeah. we do, but, you know, so we got to get a winner here. All right, so, uh, Nick, what's the score? I'm sorry. Four to four. All right, four to four. All right, All right, this is the tiebreaker. Let us know when you're going up. Yep, and then we will begin the questions once again for drop quiz the food version we're going up let's go all right here we go i feel that what cheese will you find on a reuben sandwich uh swiss yes robert gets that one where is the only mcdonald's in cuba no idea havana robert Robert. oh sorry all right here we go kfc is short for what can't find a chicken chicken. (laughs) (laughs) what did he say can't Can't find find a chicken. chicken They oh, because that sponsorship. Right. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Kentucky Fried Chicken. What cheese is the Netherlands famous for making? Swiss. Uh, Swiss. No, no. Um, oh, um, uh, it's, it's, yes, yes. Mark got that one. Uh, what is a Wiener Schnitzel traditionally made? Uh, yep, Robert got it. Veal. Uh, borscht is popular soup in Europe. Made Poland. F- Russian. Made out of what? Beets. 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 Yeah, Mark gets it. A Chinese gooseberry is more commonly known as what? Lychee. Lychee. Nope. Nope. Oh, Chinese gooseberry. I don't know. <laughs> it's a kiwi. All right. Uh, oh, time's up. Uh, oh, no, that was a more of a grunt uh, than a scream. Wow. All right. With the total for the food drop quiz, Nick McElwain. By a final score of seven to six, our winner, Robert Irvine. Yeah! yeah! Well, chop this, Mark. Congratulations, Robert. You finally won something. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it. All right, guys, thank you so much. We're going to have to take a break. Let's hear for Robert Irvine and Mark Murphy. Yeah. Food version of Drop Quiz in a generous donation this morning. Oh. hunger. Oh. That was oh. incredible. Thank you, guys. That was All right, thank you, guys. All right, listen, we are going to take a break. We are going to come back in just a moment. More of the Camp Out for Hunger. More guests on the way. we got Zach Snyder coming up, Matt O'Donnell, Jessica Boynton, Adam McKay, and more. We'll be right back on MMR. Stay with us. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger, live from inside the Bimbo Bakery's USA broadcast tents on 93.3 WMMR. Sponsored by Ashley Home Store, 11 area locations, and ashleyfurniture.com. And now, back to Camp Out for Hunger. Via Zoom, we're going to welcome our next guest. Steve, what is your, your favorite thing about him? Is it is it the movies or that little dimple on his chin? <laughs> uh, a little bit of both. A little yeah, bit of both. I, I have a big, big man crush on this guy, but he is... He's become a friend of the show. He's yes. very generous with his time, and he's absolutely one of the most brilliant filmmakers working today. So many of the great films, uh, you know, 300 and, and uh, Justice League, and what I think is my favorite uh, superhero movie of all time, Watchmen. Watchmen is amazing. But now uh, we're talking about what is available on Netflix, Army of Thieves. Our friend, Mr. Zack Snyder. Welcome hey, him, hey. ladies and gentlemen. Hey. <laughs> Zach, good morning. Can you, guys, am I, can you hear me? Am I on? I got you. I can hear you. I can hear you. Yeah, you awesome. sound great. Awesome. Awesome. Hey. Awesome. I need to get one of those. I need a real mic. I, re- I decided. <laughs> like, you know, I see you guys, and I'm like, I clearly am not, you know, 100%. I do enough Zooms and enough, you know, talks that I just rely on my dumb computer. This mic. cracks me so, up. Anyway, yeah. You Sorry. are a master filmmaker who makes uh, unbelievable <laughs> things happen, and, and you don't have a suitable webcam microphone. <laughs> It's really a shy, I'm embarrassed, I'll be honest. You know what I would like to see? Do you remember Prince for a little while had a gold microphone that looked like a gun that yeah. he would use? Oh, my God. I could see Zach yeah. using it. I mean, Prince That's isn't badass. using it. Yeah. That's hey. badass. That's badass. I'll see. It's, you know, it's $800,000, but I'm going to try and try get back. Zach, I, saw, I, I, I watched Army of Thieves over the weekend. I loved it. Uh, I, 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 I loved it. It, it is a, for people who are wondering, it is a standalone Sort of. I mean, it makes reference to um, a zombie apocalypse that is uh, occur- sure. occurring uh, in the background. The character Dieter from uh, uh, Army of the Dead um, is is in it, if you've seen that, which was a huge hit for, Net- for Netflix and for you as well. But this is, as we talked, and we you, get, you were very kind in letting us moderate the panel that you did for the... Uh, uh, for the uh, the Comic Con, uh, uh, Matthias uh, and Schweighofer. I hope I'm saying his last name right. Schweighofer, uh, yes. Yeah, he, he is. Uh, he is the lead character, and he directs. And man, he is a good director. He, yeah, he did, he, did he did a great job. He did a great job. And, and what did you seen of his before that indicated to you that he'd be ready to do something of this level? Well, he had done some series. He did a, um, a bunch of stuff in Germany and a series for Amazon and. Just really understood this character. I, I was like, who's going to tell Matthias about Dieter other than him? Like, he really kind of made this made this guy into something amazing. Yeah. And we tried to, like, we tried to, you know, get the release date to coincide with Camp Out for Hunger. <laughs> so it was 
pretty, it was hard to do, but I was like, okay, I have to do that. Well, listen, I know we have an incredible pull with Netflix now for stopping it, but, uh, you know, this yeah, is obvious. Uh, what a marriage for you guys to have. I mean, you, honestly, we talked about how uh, Warner Brothers wasn't quite up to snuff when, I mean, you know, the, the, the working relationship you had, uh, but that's in the past. But Netflix is embracing you wholeheartedly. And with uh, Army of Thieves and obviously the, the Army of the Dead and, and what's going on with that. But now you're working on this new film, Rebel Moon, which everyone is talking about. Tell us what that's about. Yeah, Rebel Moon is a big uh, sci-fi um, epic spectacular uh, that we've been working on. I've been working on for like 10 years. And it uh, it's just like a, a really just a massive sort of original um, sci-fi uh, film that I've been cooking around for a while and just really wanted to dive into that um, genre and I've always been a huge um, lover of all things sci-fi so it's just seemed it's just been a long time coming and we're just super excited and Netflix is super excited about it also I think it's incredible that right now um, you know that um, Army of Thieves is the number one movie on Netflix and it also dragged um Army of the Dead back into the top ten, which I thought was really cool. <laughs> no, that is, that's so, all, listen, yeah. honestly, the, the fact that that's happening, and, and again, to have them behind you the way they are, I mean, you're, it's got to be fun as a director and writer, and you wrote, uh, you're one of the co-writers of the story for Army of Thieves as, as yeah. well, uh, to, to be able to do this world building. When you talk about working on a project like those projects or, or um, Rebel Moon, how long does something sit in the back of your mind usually before you say, okay, let's go? Yeah, it, you know, it, it just, it's interesting how these projects, um, you know, develop over time because it is true that sometimes, you know, the, the zeitgeist or like all the stars need to align for a project really to like, to happen um and we've been really lucky with of course with getting these movies made it's it's a real you know i it's a privilege to be able to make a movie at all um let alone have this you know relationship with netflix where you know these original ideas which is so hard you know in this current market you know to okay like okay i have this idea for like an original zombie kind of you know, universe that I want to like roll out. It just feels like a tough sell. Um, but, you know, they've been really embraced it wholeheartedly. And I, I really, I, I love that about them. So it does take, you know, sometimes, but a lot of times it's just like when the stars align and you get to, you know, like I say, you know, all, all everything's firing and, you know, they see the potential. And I think with Netflix and with Arm, I'm sorry, but with Rebel Moon, you know, the chance to bring this big IP, a big universe that we've been working on for quite a while to them, you know, that could support like a whole similar to Army, you know, a whole kind of spinoffs and yeah. other things and, and you know. Well, is, is Rebel Moon, I'm sorry to jump in because I'm not all, all that familiar with the uh, the subject. Is that an original story from yes, your mind? It, it's 100% original. It's, you know, basically, um, you know, like... Uh, it's it's a good versus evil kind of very straight up um, uh, sci-fi movie about like you know this this community that's threatened by uh, this 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 big regime of bad this big realm of of bad guys and and then our community has to go out and pick warriors from different planets different 
parts like of the that. universe and bring them back for a big battle. That's very Akira Kurosawa sort of, uh, yeah, right? So that sort of, well, listen, oh, yeah. Star Wars found, um, yeah. it's, uh, and so this is sort of your Star Wars, I guess, in a way, right? It, it does it, will, can it potentially have that epic span uh, from, over from multiple your, films? From, from, your, from your lips to the um, cinematic <laughs> would you, ears. Would you like that? Uh, would you? <laughs> would, I, would you like it if it was kind of like, I don't know, Star Wars? Yeah. Say it had best, like a movie, I can't think of what, oh, so, say Star Wars. Star that Wars. Well, that, that seems to be a successful <laughs> franchise. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yeah that seems to work you. out pretty well. If no, you, yeah, it was not, not too shabby of uh, showing <laughs> there. If you were to take a movie, you were speaking of that now Star Wars is now you know it's, it, amusement park attractions and all this sort of sure. stuff. If Zack Snyder was to to design his own amusement park attraction oh, yeah. based on one of your movies, what would you do? Ooh. Oh, sure, it would be. Um, well, that's a tough one, you know, because you'd really want to kind of go for a three hundred, you know, where everyone would have to wear like a leather bikini <laughs> yeah. when they were there, you know, kind of that vibe. Oh, I'd love to. But, see, I'd love to see that the the, the Orlando also, crowd. Yeah, yeah. You can't. It's like a mandatory like dress code. Yeah. You know to get in. You know, like. Uh, but also, I think you know, you know, Guardians of Gaul would be a cool. Uh, you know, like the animated. Yeah. Um, owl, you my animated owl film. I don't know if if you've seen that, but it's very. I have. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Very bombastic. You know. It, Set really in Australia, if if, if you'll know, if you give if, if for those big fans of Guardians, they know it's Australia. But it was, know, by the way, the, I, I have that, I, and it was on 3D when it was initially released. Yes. Oh yeah. And by yeah. the way, the 3D is insane. I got I, the 3D. Yeah. There's, there's no way I'm phoning that one in. It, it's really cool. No. Um, I wanted to ask <laughs> you as well. I saw you post um, uh, uh, kudos to Matt Reeves and the Batman, and. Yep, uh, yep, it, yep. It, it makes me think, um, you know, and it, it's cool because, as I've said before, you've delivered to me my, my favorite screen version of Batman uh, and Superman, uh, you know, with uh, Ben Affleck. Um, but uh, the, the great thing about those characters, and I would like your feedback on that, they're like, they're, they're constantly, they can be re-envisioned and, 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 and tweaked with. And, and what is it, do you think, that is a, that particularly about Batman that makes him so reinventable? Yeah, I think... You know, look, we all we all have this sort of, um, you know, vigilante fantasy that, you know, you would, you know, wrong or right or somehow, um, you know, through your pain, some redemptive um, journey into, you know, your own, you know, personal wounds. Yeah. And then using those those broken parts of yourself, you know save Gotham and or the world from from crime. You know, I think that there is a Shakespearean quality to the to the, the, the pain that Batman suffered. And so I think everyone's, you know, can people can, can tap to into it. it. Yeah. Yeah. They they love it. It's it's you know it's 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 mythological. And so yeah, and I think that I think, you know, I think I think we have like right now, I think there might be let's see, Keaton Patterson, Affleck. I think there's one on TV. I think there might be four Batmans, uh, like current Batmans in the, not including the animated like right. series Batman. And the original you know, serial. Be, yeah, the, the, yeah. Yeah. No, no, I'm talking about like active oh. cinematic Batmans. Okay, yeah, yeah. Four, four or five. So it's quite a, you can see it's a very robust 
very, it's so, in, in fact, it's so, so incredibly uh, pop culture destroying that there's four of them out there right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Zach, I wanted to ask about uh, Army of the Dead, and, and uh, I had watched uh, behind-the-scenes extras, and the technical aspects of how you pulled that movie off, and several of your films, is absolutely mind-boggling. The amount of technology that is used, the mapping of Las Vegas and all the things that were done in that, I had yeah. no idea. And that's why movies are so <laughs> damn expensive to make, and I had no idea. And each time these come out, we're like, how much further can they go? How much more can be done tech-wise? Are we going to plateau at some point? What do you see down the road as being like the next thing? Or can you even wrap your mind around it yet? You know, it's funny. It's, it, I, yes, there's insane technology, and I think every step, you know, the visual effects guys, really that's the side that it grows on incredibly, like all the sims that they're able to do and just like this sort of... Um, uh, you know, like now when they're able to like digitally create someone from scratch and get them to move and, and, and look real. I mean, that's always evolving and getting a little bit better. You know, we are incredibly um, well programmed as human beings to sort of see through the like, you know, the the, the gauze of the, that we try and throw over your eyes with right. a movie, you know, you, but you can always sort of like, oh, that's CG. I can see it. And it's incredible that, like, all that technology, like, you know, there's still something about it that, like, we humans can see. And I think we're getting closer and closer to that every, you know, the technology is getting better and better and, and the visual effects are getting more seamless. I just think that, you know, we're just on a path to, you know, making there be no stop for the audience. You know what I mean? That yeah. There's that little yeah. bit of hesitation that you feel. And I think really that, it's about just taking that away as best as possible. I think that, you know, the, the sort of concept of a movie hasn't changed in a long time, but that little bit of removal of any, you just never leave the movie for any reason. And I think that that's, no, that's, the, I guess that's what they call the uncanny important. Valley, right? Right. They, right. So, yeah, so the uncanny that, Valley, right. exactly. That, that, that step that pulls you out of it for a second. So Zack Snyder's Justice League, you know, so there are these in, incredible moments that are so sprawling and, and, and amazing and effects work like crazy, yet if you don't put in what you have put into that, which right. is for me, I tear up every time the Flash starts to say to his dad, I was I was one of the best. I was one of those. And he's, he's telling himself, I'm going to go for this. I'm going to try to reverse something if people haven't seen it that's happening. But that's, you can you can flash it up all you want, no pun intended, but unless there's a core story there that resonates... That's yeah. the key, right? Well, yeah. I mean, the whole thing is to just kind of try as best we can to strip away um, all the visual effects and everything and get back to, like, what's the human emotional connection that we all have to each other and to the world and the mythological, if you will, that we all strive to kind of, you know, reconnect with. And I think that, that that's really what the movie's hopefully at their best are all about. Well, I have to say Army of Thieves again. I have to recommend it heartily. It is uh, it was fun. It was romantic. It's a romantic story too and, and but I mean it it has a bit of the uh the uh Italian job and there's all sorts oh, yeah. of stuff so, going on. If you love a heist movie and you know we when we were when we've been working on the Army sort of extended universe, the whole concept is that we 
kind of deconstruct these different genres of movies and sort of look at their tropes and kind of have fun with the tropes. And this is real heist romantic comedy kind of taken apart, but not letting you off the hook. You can still all the, 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 the intensity of the, of the, you know, doing the bank jobs and the sort of romance that these guys, the, the love affair that uh, Dieter gets into, that's all we do. The whole balancing act is keeping the audience on the hook with all that. And I think that... By the way, um, one, of the, one of the hottest yeah. casts I've seen in a movie, uh, you know, that yeah, you, the cast is unbelievably attractive. Good looking cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And really fun. And then fun to go watch Army again and say, like, oh, my gosh, I see how this plugs in. So Yes, it does. Really fun. fun nice. Number fun one movie right fun. now on Netflix, and it's uh, Army of Thieves, and you will definitely want to see it. Zach, we appreciate your participation in our Camp Out for Hungry. You came on with us last year. It was wonderful. Always and a uh, we value our relationship. So thank you so much for that. Always an, always an honor when I have any, you know, love to bring you guys some more exclusive material whenever we get a chance. And uh, maybe when we're back, maybe back at Comic-Con in person this year. I'm not sure, but uh, maybe, I don't know. I don't know if you guys ever leave Philadelphia. <laughs> we just went to Chicago last yes, week, so we yes. do get out every now and then. So Miracle. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. It looks exactly. good. Right, yeah, thank some, you, like, Zach. cops at the border. No, you guys can't leave. <laughs> All right, we love you. Thank you. Let's hear it for Zach, guys. Zach Snyder, Army of Thieves on Netflix. Rock on, man. Good luck with Rebel Moon coming up down the road. Maybe we'll talk to him about that. All right. Now, with that, I believe we have someone else. Yes, they're sitting in our special seat right now. We would like to welcome the vice president of sales in the southeast region of Tito's Vodka. Dan Smith is with us this morning. What's going on, guys? How you doing? How you doing, Dan? Man, tough act to follow. It's Zack Snyder. I got my 10-year-old with me, huge Justice League fan. He's like, Dad, I didn't realize they were interviewing famous people. Here. Wow. Uh, oh, he's right He's right with me, man. We're, yeah. we're big fans. Oh, he's geeking out over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. but you've got a bi- as big a fan as he is, as Zack Snyder. Marissa is a bigger fan of you I heard for having that. Tito's I heard vodka because that. that is her go-to. Tito's and water. It's what she has every time we go out. She so. said she's like, I'm a huge fan of yours. I'm like, I don't make it. I just say <laughs> Well, you know, you guys are also very generous, too, with your charity yeah. endeavors. Ah, and that, that's not lost you. on us. Yeah. Oh, that's great. This is a this is an awesome campaign, and we're happy to be a part of it. Excellent. And by the way, so where do you, where's work for you? It says Southeast region. Do you live in yes, Philly? or South Jersey. Okay, right, South uh, Jersey. Hadfield, yeah. Nice. Yep. And uh, how popular is Tito's in our region? So it's funny. I uh, Haddonfield's a dry town. We like to say we have the wettest house in a dry town. There, there are there are a lot of fans in this area for sure. Uber yeah. fans. Nice. Uh, well, listen, you guys have uh, gotten a, a donation together to present to the Camp Out for Hunger, yes, correct? Yes. Tell us all about it. All right. We, I mean, we're humbled to be able to donate sixty thousand pounds of food. Oh! To the donation. Sixty thousand. Sixty thousand. Oh my God! That deserves a little. Yeah. Confetti love. Love it. Jesus. Love it. I understand that equates to like $15,000 as far as uh, if you want to parse it out monetarily. Yeah, yeah. That's huge, man. Yeah, about $15,000 in donations. It's uh, the least we can do. I mean, the, the city's always been great to us, and this is a great campaign that helps a lot of people in the city, and we're happy to do it. Let me oh, tell you, man. like, there's a whole list of events that, that are charity events that we're all involved with separate charities and things through the station, and uh, and you always see Tito's popping up in there as a, a contributor, and that means a lot, and people realize 
you know, how much you guys want to get back. And here is a an awesome amount of food that's going to feed a lot of people. So thank you. It is. You're welcome. Yeah, we have uh, the mission statement for uh, Love Tito's, which is the philanthropic arm of our businesses, to distill good and raise spirits. And at the end of the day, Tito's got uh, the way he wants it done is get into the communities, help the people that have helped us build the brand and, and do as much good as you can. So nice. he's got to do them all type mentality. And, and we're happy to help wherever we can. That's awesome. And is this your son behind you? He's holding yes. up the sign right here. Yes. What's his name? Connor. Connor. All right, so that is uh, Connor Smith. And, Connor, what's your favorite Tito's drink to have? <laughs> oh, never mind. I'm sorry. I thought he was a small adult. but I got, I got my 20-year-old back there, too. She might want to answer. Almost. <laughs> Almost. 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 Yeah, one year. <laughs> yep. Nice. Excellent. Dan, thank you so much to you and Tito's. We really thank appreciate you. it. It appreciate means it the world. Well. Let's hear it for Dan Smith, guys. Tito's Vodka. The Southeast Region. 60,000 pounds. Damn. The first year we did this, we tried to get 2,000 yeah. yeah. pounds. <laughs> and you pounds. did it. You did it. Just so you guys know, you hit your goal of, of, one, of time. one time. It, though we did have to extract the one guy who just brought down a salad he had made himself. That's right. He's, he's not yeah, kidding. Yeah. No. He, he went to a buffet or something and brought us a salad. So. Aw, sweet. But it's, the effort was there. It was, it was the effort. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, with that, we're going to take ourselves a break. We're going to come back. We have more guests stopping by in just a moment. We're going to have director Adam McKay, some friends, 6 ABC, Matt O'Donnell, Jessica Boynton, and all you guys are here as well. Camp out for hunger on MMR. We'll be right back. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger, live from inside the Bimbo Bakery's USA broadcast tent on 93.3 WMMR. Sponsored by Duncan. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger runs on Duncan. And now, back to Camp Out for Hunger. Uh, this hour, by the way, is sponsored by Pepsi, the official soft drink of the President Steve Camp Out for Hunger. And uh, we're teaming up with uh, MMR. They are teaming up with MMR, I should say, to fight hunger in the Delaware Valley by supporting the Camp Out. Of course, benefits fill abundance. So thank you, guys. Uh, President Steve Camp Out for Hunger is fueled by Pepsi. And they're helping out with our little gift bags as well. Which is a delightful little, as they say in the biz, tchotchke. I do appreciate that, that they've helped out with that. All right, our next guests are here to spend some time. No strangers to the Camp Out for Hunger. In fact, from year one, we have had support from this next group. It's 6ABC, and we'd like to welcome to the studio, Matt O'Donnell and Jessica Boyington. Oh, hi. Good morning, guys. Oh, my gosh. I feel like we need an entrance, like a WWE entrance or we something. We could do that. I'll do it next time. Flames. And <laughs> yeah, I'll bust yeah. through that wall. All Jess is my tag team partner, <laughs> uh, and she's a killer. Oh, uh, really? There you go. Tag yeah. me in. Up on the turnbuckle? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sure. should see a pile driver. I catch you guys in the morning uh, yep. as I'm getting ready at okay. uh, 4 a.m. You guys pop on right as about to get in the shower. I tell Matt I'm naked normally when I watch him in the morning. And and bring who isn't? Visions of isn't? sugar plums dancing in my head. <laughs> the amazing part is Matt is actually naked when he watches you. <laughs> from across the street. So it all works out. It all works out. Uh, but uh, you know what? Uh, we miss our buddy Murph, man. I know yes. he, uh, we were really sad to see yes. uh, him go. Uh, but you know what? He, he was such a great part. And Jessica, you've been... On, when did you start uh, as a regular in the mornings? Because sometimes it's you, sometimes it's Matt. Yeah. What's the story on that? Well, I mean, just in the last uh, few months after David kind of headed out and... 
Yeah, here I am. It's been amazing. Okay. It's been amazing. You were doing a lot of features, and, and you continue to do them. Yeah. I mean, like, places to eat and, like, these. Yeah, is that the best job ever? It's pretty awesome. I get asked more than anything on the planet, like, do you actually eat the food? I'm like, can't eat the food. Yeah. <laughs> like, I eat all the food. Of course. Yeah, why? <laughs> I don't know how you do it. Why would I? And I'm, like, drinking on the job sometimes. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, we miss David. I mean, I, I feel like I'm still in shock. Like, I feel like one day he's just going to walk in yeah. and, and start doing the weather. Um, we, we miss him terribly, but this is what he wanted to do. He's in, he's somewhere else right now. I think he's on vacation. He's a soldier. Which I don't know how, like, vacation during retirement. Uh, yeah, he, that could he's be. So, yeah. Yeah. He's, so, but he's happy. Yes. And, and I'm happy that he's happy, but we, we miss him. We yeah. really do. We didn't, I didn't think anybody was allowed to retire before Jim Gardner does. <laughs> but, uh, I might retire before him. Yeah. Who knows? So, Jessica, you're probably looking at another, you know, like 30, 40 years, right? I know, at least. At least I'm actually, I'm only 20 years old. No, I'm not. I'm a little older. That's what happens there at 6. Matt, you guys have a, a tight-knit group in the morning. You sure. can tell you guys are real close yep. friends. There's there's no question about yeah, that. Yeah, like you guys. Yeah, so what was it like bringing uh, <laughs> Jessica in Here we go. to the mix? Well, first her? of all, let me just say this is Dave Murphy's jacket. I actually uh, took it from the studio because I thought I'd be cold today. So he's still with us. We're going to auction it off for charity. Yeah, so much I need money. money. Yeah, like, <laughs> but there was an, 50 bucks. no initiation. or So the like initiation, that? I think, was uh, I'm like, hey, you, you play Jenga? And you're like, yeah, I'm like, let's have a Jenga tournament. That was it. And so it was like really, really. Well, wait a rough. second. As you, as you start to uh, uh, like put together the, the, the team, now, Matt, you're a drummer, and I don't know, uh, you know, uh, now, Jessica, do you have any lead singer skills? Because um, I, know, I know that uh, uh, Jim Garner <laughs> does the electric, he's the lead guitar in the band. <laughs> yeah. so. I, uh, you don't want to hear me sing. Okay. No. You don't right. want to hear me sing. Maybe, maybe a little dancing. You do, do have, you do have a talent. And What's if you the don't talent? Wanna, you, don't tell them. You know what it is. No, I actually don't, don't really you, know what it is. Don't you dance? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just said that. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. So we've been up since like <laughs> yeah. yesterday. Where are we know. again? So we don't, I don't what? know. Hello? Who are these people? <sighs> yeah. Jessica, did you do beauty pageants and things like that? Oh my I thought gosh. I remember that, right? So I you had to have it. a talent, right? I did. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> you guys are going to laugh. It was the pageant without the talent. <laughs> so oh, really? It was, yeah. It was, I did um, Miss New Jersey USA. So it was for the Miss USA pageant, the one that Donald Trump used to own. Right. So so now they eliminated the talent the year you were in? I mean, I guess... No, it was always that kind of pageant. It was okay. not like the Miss America system where they okay. have like a talent. It was like beauty, a beauty mind. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, beauty mind. I was really yeah. uncomfortable, but yes. I, I just thought the talent thing was kind of weird too. I remember weird. years ago, and this was a fact. They used to. I remember a couple of contestants would show you how to pack for a trip. So that was. <laughs> yeah. you know. well, I've seen girls do this where they actually like they didn't have a talent for pageants and they would make one up. Right, like it's a legit. Thing. So, like, really, who cares? It's a pageant. Call it what it is. It's a beauty pageant. Like, just put the girls well, on stage. Nobody that's cares. That's what it's about. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it's right. about. That's what it's I about. I love when they whip world, like, you know, geopolitical questions. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't care. This, <laughs> she doesn't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. When was the last time the president had said, bring me Miss America? <laughs> I know. I, I need, need her help. consultation. Yeah. Well, you're true talent. I mean, when, when Jess goes out and does these segments and shows us, you know, the food and the, the nightlife and all this stuff. She always makes it fun. Aww. And so it's it's great, especially nowadays when people are looking for ways to de-stress and to yes. forget about certain things. And Jess comes on, and it's just, it's like a party. <laughs> it's a party. Well, there you go. And she's, that's and, so nice. And Thank we know you. now that you're all drinking on the set, so that's very <laughs> I mean, isn't everybody? Sometimes I think it would be fun to do that one day. <laughs> yes, oh, we've never done it. You've never have done you, it. Have you ever shown up like, this has happened, I'm sure, where you, you're on cough medicine or something, or you're... Nope. No? Always I've been doing it for focused? 
17 years, and I have never shown up drunk. <laughs> <laughs> on cough medicine. Where'd it go, Matt? Meanwhile, like, for us, that's roll. just on. <laughs> well, they had me shoot top happy hours a few weeks ago, and okay. that was tough. Because <laughs> yeah. I had to try it. They gave me all these drinks, and I had to try them. So by the end, I was like, we need to, we need to take a break. We need to stop. <laughs> we need to take a break. I need some, is over. Yeah. I need some bread. <laughs> yeah. Right. Jessica, you your uh, your meter and the way you speak, Uh-oh. very quick. I know. You know what? I'm from New Jersey. Uh, you think that's what? <laughs> I don't know. That's what it is? I'm from. I mean that. I mean, so's Bruce Springsteen. I've always. <laughs> I know. I've always been like that. I don't know. And people, I think, are always like, "Oh my god, she's so nervous." I'm not nervous. I no, just, just talk like this. When you I get just... to the traffic, I mean, it's like a and and Kathy. Who has time for that? What do you? Let's go. Yeah, I gotta go. Right, Kathy. Let's. I'm talking about nothing. Let's let's get let's get to the point. Yeah. But for traffic, it's perfect because you got to reel that stuff off. Yeah. And, uh, and Make a joke. The same thing. We've had celebrities in the studio who are paid, professional, sometimes Academy Award winning <laughs> actors who are in awe of Kathy's ability to reel off oh, all true. the streets and everything. And it's she doesn't true. even flinch. That's what I mean. Here's yeah. another observation I have. Because oh, I, I am in a broadcast business, I pay attention to the little things that average people might not. Oh, so when that. they introduce you and Karen at the <laughs> same time, you guys are both on the screen at the same time. Uh, there's this weird moment where you have to do like a two-second little how you doing, and then it goes to Karen. Yes. Uh, she gives the weather, and then it comes back to you for traffic. Yeah. And the reason they do that little how you doing is so Karen doesn't have to introduce you uh, right after wow. she's already done. You really do watch the weather. I do pay see. attention wow. to through. It's through. He's watching. It's very impressive. And with his clothes off. It's very, I, and, I, and I'm like, after I thought of it, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. I understand why you yeah. do that. But you have to have a little quip ready to go. Wait, that's so hard. It used to I'll be, bet it is. It used to be something for me when I first started, I feel like, in TV, and maybe you can relate to this, where I used to try to think of things in advance because I was so nervous about it, but now right. it just comes out. But if once you get rid of the nerves of it, I guess it, it comes out. But I guess we kind of do that so we don't step on each other's toes, too. Yeah. Yeah. So then she she doesn't talk, and I'm not talking at the same time. It's always the rule. I talk first. And Well, can you do us a favor tomorrow morning? Can you say, can you quit be Matt O'Donnell, 17 years on the air, and never drunk? Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll see how that goes. Management will love I it. smell a promo. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing we do have to work on with Jess is her Uh-oh. sleeping habits. Oh my god, because I'm, so bad. I'm I'm I wake up at two twenty. I'm in the bathroom. I always try to check my emails first, and I get one from Jess, and she's like, "Are we still going to Preston?" And I look <laughs> at the like time; a... it was like twelve thirty a.m. Was when she sent the email. I like, never sleep. My goodness. So I'm like a vampire. I, so I think I, I follow, uh, maybe on Instagram, I follow you people. You better follow me on Instagram. Yeah, so that, you're, you're in a, a cluster of people that we know are like local uh, broadcasters yeah. and stuff like that. And you guys, you're like Marissa. I was just going to say, she yeah. is you there, are Marissa. there, Marissa. You, she doesn't you, sleep either. I can't. Always. I have anxiety when I have to wake up that early. I'm so afraid I'm going to miss it. But yeah. I also have a hard time settling myself down. So really. your solution is to never go to sleep. Yeah, just yeah. don't <laughs> sleep. I, I probably went to bed at like 1230 last night. That's that's, no, that's not up enough. At 2.30. Not enough. Yeah, that's I'm, I'm, a, I'm an eight-hour guy. Yeah. Even if I don't truly get the REM sleep you need, I I still need to get in so I can get the eight What's hours. What's all so the drinking? You... That <laughs> the drinking that just puts, puts them right down. Puts right down. Wait, so do you go home and nap? Then? I'll go oh. home and nap. Like, when this is over, I'm like, I'm like it's, I can't handle it. I've been talking all day. So, you know, you get tired when you talk all day. You need, like, to settle. But you have, but you have a more a serious situation because you have to look presentable on camera, yeah, that's, whereas that's we can the... look like we're, we've been freshly <laughs> autopsy. Which, so yeah. it's, it's not, uh, <laughs> not the same. Which, by the way, you do not oh, look like that. You all look very alive to me. Well, thank you. We're trying to be. So, listen, here's what we want to do. We always 
always, we always have a uh, so some nervous. kind of a challenge for you guys. I was telling Matt, light lifting. We've yeah. sent you guys up on the rides, and we've done, done that, that stuff before. I don't want to. So do we're going to do something a little bit more light lifting before we let you go. And one of the things you have to do in the business is to be able to read what we call cold. Somebody oh, hands you no, a piece I know of what we're copy. doing. You've never read it before, and you have to try. Are to these complete sentences? He's going to be so much better at this than me. I don't read off the teleprompter a lot. We are going to find out how you do. So it's a game called This Just In. Oh. Cold read. Oh, my goodness. We have breaking news. Oh, no. Is there a seven-second delay on this, by no. the way? And, who, and whoever reads better, we're going to be do a few of you each, and then we'll do the crowd uh, applause to determine who does it better. So this just in, this story just in, we're going to Matt O'Donnell live on the street for this story. Matt? To sit in solemn silence in a dull, dark dock in a pestilential <laughs> prison with a lifelong lock awaiting the sensation of a short, sharp shock from a cheap and chippy chopper with a big black block. <laughs> Legitimately nervous. Like, my heart is beating 100 miles an hour now. Game over, man. I'm shaking. I'm going to save this. I'm going to frame it. (laughs) That was good. That was great. All right, I think we have breaking news again. Hang on. Breaking news. Go, Jeff. Oh, my gosh. This just in. We go to field reporter Jessica Boyington for the story. (laughs) Jessica. This is ridiculous. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? He would chuck, he would, as much as he could, and chuck as much wood as a woodchuck would if a woodchuck could chuck wood. You've got it. I did it. I don't know how I just did it. Under pressure. And, and well yeah, done. I talk fast. Remember got, from Jersey? You went to bed at 1230. <laughs> I know. I know. We'll do it live. I have like no live. brain cells left, so that's Wait, fine. I'm hearing from the studio. We have breaking news. What? What is it? This just in. We go to anchor. <laughs> Matt O'Donnell for the story. <laughs> Through three cheese trees, three free fleas flew. While these fleas flew, Freezy Breeze blew. Freezy Breeze made these three trees freeze. Freezy trees made these trees cheese freeze. That's what made these trees... <laughs> oh, man, that's hard. Three free fleas oh. Almost. Almost. So pretty good. We got the gist of the story. Yeah. One of this the is awful. Okay. I'm going to read it in like a sexier voice and then I win oh. anyway. All right. Give us. Yeah. No, I won't do that. I'm not doing that. All right. Wait a minute. This just in. Hey, we have breaking news. What is it? All right. Oh. This story just in. We now go to Jessica Boynton for the details. Jessica. All right. Well, Betty Botter bought a bit of butter. The butter Betty Botter bought was a bit better and made her batter bitter. But a bit of better butter makes better batter. So Betty Botter bought a bit of better butter, making Betty's Botter's bitter batter better. That was not bad. That was pretty good. You get points for the sex here. What kind of show is this? I know. I'm, I'll win it by any means possible. That was like the 2 a.m. news guy. Right, Late night. We just got word there's another story coming in. Oh, man. All right, now with the details, we go to Matt O'Donnell. Matt? Whether the weather be fine or whether the weather be not, whether the weather be cold or whether this is Dr. Seuss, or whether the weather be hot, we'll weather the weather, whatever the weather, whether we like it or not. Not bad. He's, a little commentary with the Dr. Seuss in there. But he editorialized, too, which is amazing. Yeah. This is so hard. All right. Uh, well, let's see. Wait, what is this? Excuse me. Oh, we have another story coming in. <laughs> this just in. Please, let's go to Jessica Boynton for the details. Who Jessica. these up? If one doctor doctors another doctor, then which doctor is doctoring the doctor doctor? Does the doctor who doctors the doctor doctor the doctor the way the doctor is doctoring doctors? Wow. <laughs> that was crazy. Jessica. A champ? Oh, my God. 
gosh, can I apply for another job at 6ABC, actually? I'm going to give up traffic. I can't read the teleprompter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to it. Wait a Are minute. there more? I, I think there's two more stories two coming more. in. Here's, yep, yep, I'm hearing it. Breaking news. Uh, we now go for all the details, the latest. Matt O'Donnell from 6ABC. Matt? I'm kind of a big deal, you know. Um, <laughs> something in a 30-acre thermal thicket of thorns and thistles thumped and thundered, threatening the 3D thoughts of Matthew the Thug. Although theatrically, it was only the 13,000 thistles and thorns through the underneath of his thigh that the 30-year-old thug thought of that morning. Oh, that was the fastest that, one. That was a particularly difficult one because of the TH sounds. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, they can be difficult. I hope I don't say, like, a bad word by accident. No. You combine them together. I watch that. That's what That's I mean. That's part of the, the problem. All right. Here we have, uh, oh, do I hear it again? All right. Yes. Breaking news. Oh, man. One last time, we go to our final story. Correspondent Jessica Boyington with the details. Jessica. Ah, <laughs> This is weird. <laughs> Yellow butter, purple jelly, red jam, black bread. Spread it thick, say it quick. Yellow butter, purple jelly, red jam, black bread. Spread it thicker, say it quicker. Yellow butter, purple, jelly, red jam, black bread. Don't eat it with your mouth full. And she nailed it. Wow. I don't know. So if you were to assign a winner to this. Oh, man, it's tough. I'd go, Jess. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna. I might have to say Jess. With the, the sultry yeah. voice. It, that's what did it. I figured I'd add that in there. Uh, just in case. Let's go by crowd applause, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, all right. Applaud only for the one who you think did the best. Matt O'Donnell. Poor guy. I took myself out of the competition. I don't think everybody heard you do it again. All right, let me try it again. (laughs) Matt O'Donnell. I'll clap for Matt. I'm clapping for Matt. Or Jessica Boynton. Oh, yeah. I think this is a popularity contest. <laughs> it could be. Invested by the newbie. I on can't the believe show. it. Hey. Yeah, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. That's true. Yeah. That's Good true. time, Charlie's got the blues. Yeah. Um, well, listen, we want to thank you guys for yeah. coming down here. Uh, I understand you're making a donation as well, correct? Yeah. Always. Excellent. Well, we appreciate that. And uh, I think we got a big check around somewhere. We so yeah, yeah. we'll make sure that Ooh. we get a picture with that. But uh, I'll, I'll announce it, if you yes, will. Yes, announce uh, 6ABC it. donating $1,000 to yeah. the Camp Out for Hunger. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. And we know you do your own food drive as well coming up in a few weeks. Yep. Right? Thanksgiving is around the corner. 6ABC Thanksgiving Day Parade. Great. Duncan Parade. Uh, it's going to be on the parkway again. Awesome. Last awesome. year, obviously, with the pandemic, but everyone's really excited. Love Good. it. Excellent. Thank you, Matt. Thank, Thank you, Jessica. You. Great to see you guys. Thank Great you job, guys. guys. Thank you. <laughs> Good job. All right. Yeah. Are you keeping me? Now, as they are stepping away, I believe we're going to do the Bizarre File, right? We have time for that? All right, let's, Jason, when you're ready, let's do the B-File, please. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Yeah. we got time for a couple of stories, and uh, these stories in the Bizarre File are brought to you today. <laughs> I got a case. Here they come. Okay, though. Uh, WPHL-TV, Young Sheldon joins the Big Bang Theory on PHL-17 weeknights at 7 and 9.30. Family night every night is on PHL-17. Uh, this happened while we were in Chicago, but I wanted to mention this. But a New York couple has been sentenced to prison after being convicted in last summer's assault of a Sesame Place employee. Yes, I remember this. That prosecutor said it happened hours after the victim tried to enforce the theme's parks uh, the theme park's face mask policy. Uh, Troy McCoy was sentenced to five to ten years in prison Monday, while Shakira Bonds was sentenced to four to 23 months in prison. Troy McCoy sounds like a Muppet name. Does. 
In August 2020, the teenage employee was assaulted by the couple at Sesame Place after the team reminded McCoy of the park's mask policy. The policy at the time required face coverings at all times in public spaces. Uh, The employee saw McCoy waiting in line for a ride, asked him to wear a mask, but McCoy was angered by the request and began yelling at him, so the teen walked away to avoid confrontation. Hours later, the teen ran into him again, and McCoy got off that ride and threatened to teach the employee a lesson. During that confrontation, both McCoy and Bonds struck the employee in the face, knocking him to the ground. While on the ground, the teen lost consciousness, and McCoy continued to strike That's him. That's a pummeling. Beating an unconscious person. Yeah. You know, because beating the teen who works there and Who's... didn't have anything to do with making the mask roll is a good idea. That's why they're going to jail, ladies and gentlemen. The teenage worker had a broken jaw, had to have surgery, all kinds of stuff. So it's terrible. But they're, they're going to face that. Uh, let's see here. All right. Excuses for calling in sick at work. There's one man that left his boss speechless with his excuse for having to skip a day. Ken Moore from Bristol, England, was left speechless after a scaffolder at his company texted in to explain there was simply no way he could go to work that day because his girlfriend hadn't washed his socks for him. Oh, no, man. You can't show up on the site with dirty socks. Uh, Ken was so stunned he posted a screenshot of the message on social media. It went viral. Many users shocked and amused by the worker's brazenness. Uh, provoking dozens of sarcastic comments and hundreds of reactions. Uh, The workman, who is unnamed, blamed his girlfriend in an expletive-laden rant about how she, quote, ain't washed effing all, so he had no socks to wear. Hey, man, I heard about your dirty socks. How you doing? Uh, Doubling down on the excuse, the scaffolder claimed that he could not come in without any socks because his boots had big holes in them. His (laughs) boots had big holes in them. Come on. Uh, Before shrugging it off, With a brief apology and informing Ken that the van keys were in the box as usual. And my underwear don't fit right. Uh, He decided not to fire the guy, uh, but a lot of people had been ripping him apart. In fact, he promoted (laughs) Yeah, right? You're just the kind of go-getter we need. Several dinosaur statues that went missing from a central Texas museum have been found thanks to an observant party-goer. Last week... Three large dinosaur statues were stolen from the Dinosaur Park, a dedicated dinosaur museum located in Bastrop County. How the hell do you steal dinosaur statues? The statues, ranging from 6 to 10 feet in length, have been shared across social media in hopes of bringing them back home safely. Linda Nunez, a spokesperson for Dinosaur Park, said that the missing dinos were spotted over the weekend at a fraternity house Ah. at the University of Texas at Austin. Nunez says that the anonymous tipster told authorities that they attended a party at an unnamed fraternity house on Saturday night and noticed the figures. You know the frat guys got those dinosaurs liquored up and had their way with them. Uh, That prompted the university police to work with the sheriff's office to get the stolen items back. Though the statues were recovered, not all of them were able to be displayed again. Oh, boy. One of the figures named Mimi is intact. But one dino is in need of major repairs, while others other was completely destroyed. Uh, the tipster may receive compensation for getting the statues back to the museum, though likely not the full $1,000 previously promoted. It's unclear at this time whether anyone will face charges in the matter. All right, I'll do one more, and then we will wrap it up. Uh, alarming footage captured the moment that a family car toppled backwards as a drawbridge they were lifted up on in, in Belgium oh, rose. Oh, no, wow. Yeah. Uh, the Herring That's eight, like a nightmare. 18-second clip shows the red car with two parents and their one-year-old child inside stuck on the Marie Thumas Bridge. 
Then, without warning, the span starts to rise into the air to make way for a ship, causing the vehicle to slide back. When the drawbridge is nearly perpendicular to the road, the car topples all the way back and then lands upside down on the closed barrier, trapping the family of three inside. Thankfully, the occupants were eventually extricated by firefighters and rushed to an area hospital where it was determined that they suffered only minor injuries. It's amazing. And it's still unclear why the bridge was raised while the family was stranded on it. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right. There was an event that took place yesterday. And we were excited to have this once again. Now it changed up last year, doing it on a Sunday instead of happening while the um, uh, Camp Out for Hunger is taking place. But it was the Philatrunk event, a full car show that was taking place. We would like to welcome our very good friends, Jeff Walton and Chris Holt, here this morning. Oh, thank you, guys. What's up? Appreciate What's up? it. Gentlemen. Hey, before we start, I just want to be the ninth and tenth person to congratulate you guys on your major award. Thank oh, you, sir. Thank and you. we have something a little just to give you to remember that. And uh, be careful. Oh, it's, it's, oh, it's for it, Geely. It is a major it, award. So it it's a major award. Leg lamp necklaces awesome. to wear as if they are like gold medals <laughs> so that it is indeed a major award. So yeah, thank yeah. you. That's really cool, man. I appreciate it. All right, so Jeff, you had the filler trunk yesterday. Yes, yes. Uh, decent day for the event. It was a great day, except uh, in the middle of the day, it just rained for no reason at all. So. Uh, I did? Yeah. I didn't get any rain where I was. Oh, yeah. It was weird. It was a weird, because I was at a rugby tournament yesterday, and there was just this, this weird cell yeah. that was only over our area. Did you have it for the, the majority? or was it, it... it was right in the middle of yeah. the day, and, you know, rain is kryptonite to cars, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but we still did well. Uh, the Porsche Club came down via escort again. Uh, we had probably close to 300 cars this year. It's wow. Yeah. It's such a good event. And that's just the Porsche Club. Then we had everything else down here. And I'll tell you the you know the totals of each one All right. if you like. So Nice. So, so yeah, Porsche Club the largest? Porsche Club was definitely the largest club coming Excellent. down. So we had uh, Audi Club. They came with four cars. They Hey, every little bit helps. Yes. 701 pounds of food. Excellent. Nice. I don't know where the one pound came from. but so, yeah, <laughs> There was food in the guy's mouth. <laughs> it was that salad I brought down, right? You know? And then we had these uh, blacktop villains. They came with the rat rides and everything. They showed up and they brought in um, 1,562 pounds. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, we had Mopar Muscle, uh, 1,929 pounds. And we have Tesla Club, right? Tesla, Delaware Tes- Tesla Club. Yeah. They came in at 4,699 pounds. Oh, nice. yeah. yeah. You know they're electric. Yes, yes. And you can't hear them come in. They're no. quiet as hell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we had uh, Philadelphia Mini Coopers, and they also donated a check. So they brought in 8,110 pounds of food. Yeah, nice. Really nice. Uh, Jeep Club. 3,592. So they were a little low this year. A little low. Okay, but Mustang Club, Mustang Club, 3,678 pounds. Excellent. And then the Porsche Club. 90,466 pounds of food. 90,000 pounds? Yes. So if you do the math, it seems like you're the winner. Yeah, probably. But (laughs) there was no winners and losers. The winners are our neighbors who need the help. Absolutely. Uh, We had one guy down yesterday, and it just makes it all real. Uh, He came up to South Philly just to thank people because he said last year he was homeless and this year uh, because of this event he now has his first apartment. So That's fantastic. Really, really it's good. It's got to make you feel good. Yeah. Nice. So yesterday's total totals uh, 117,454 huh. uh, pounds of Oh food. my God. Hey! 
We can do confetti for that. Yes. Boom. <laughs> so I, I just want to uh, thank you guys. Uh, Wells Fargo Center, Xfinity Live, um, Capital Grill, Quadratech, they all donated things. Um, you know, Ca Liberty One, I mean, um, Wells Fargo Center donated at the parking lot for us to use, That's which great. is great. So, And then we had bands like Chris's Farm Band. Uh, Holt. The Holtz, yeah, yeah Holtz yeah, played. Uh, Holt also, 45. Derek Patechio and uh, Basic Cable played as well, so we coordinated all that. And thank you for Xfinity Live for putting on a great show. I like that name, Basic Cable. That's a great yeah. band. Oh, and they were a great band, all 80s. Classic 80s cover, stuff. yeah. Well, listen, yeah. I, got, I got to thank Jeff and Chris. I mean, you guys... you. You took this baby, you ran with it on your own. I mean, we, we supply, you know, if, if you need the help, we, we definitely we put the word out about it. But the, but the nuts and bolts of it all was all your idea, and you guys worked so hard on it, and we just were humbled by it. And you guys are the spark. Well, thank you. Right, you're the spark, and then uh, the flames behind you. Not nothing like you know California forest fires, right, you know, right, right. where you burn three million acres. But no, you are the spark, and you help us all. You're the wind beneath my spark. Yes, that too. <laughs> uh, it's amazing. So next year, gang, next year we'll do this again. We'll yes, do a fill truck event, and hopefully uh, we'll we'll be even bigger and better, and have great weather. And uh, it's such a great event. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. So thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank Devil, you, Chris Holt. Rock on, guys. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Man, oh, man. How about that? And, they, and it was Chef's idea because they would come by in the evening and try and do drop-offs, and sometimes it would be a bit of a, a cluster F because we had other people trying to drop off, and there were so many cars coming through. He's like, you know what? Let's just let's do it on a day where it's not going to get in the way of everything. And yeah. they did. And they, they put it all together, put the structure, and, yeah. uh, and then obviously we threw the support behind it. But it's, uh, it, it, it's something next year again. Uh, if you didn't make it this year, you have to go see it. Because if you're a car fan of, of any level, you're going to be impressed with what you see. Yep. All right, Casey, I have a question. Yeah. What are we doing now? All right, so we haven't gotten any word that our, our Zoom uh, call is has uh, connected yet. But uh, we haven't said this yet on the air, but uh, I, I have visual confirmation that, that Weapon X is in the tent Weapon as we X. speak. Okay. Uh, Weapon X is Brian Dawkins from the, the Philadelphia Eagles. Nice. He's literally in the tent as we speak. So what would you like to do? So let's take a break. Okay. Let's collect our thoughts. Yep. And then we'll come back with Weapon X. All right. We will do that. We'll come back in a second. It's day number one of the Camp Opera Hunger here. Wells Fargo Center Complex, Xfinity Live. We'll be right back. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, 20 minutes after 10 o'clock on a beautiful, beautiful Monday morning. And it's beautiful not only because the weather is like 60 degrees and sunny, but we got a nice group of people here in our tent for the first day. And I love that. A different year this year. Yes. We weren't sure what to expect, and so far I'm happy. Yeah, a lot of times with these things, obviously you have to kind of set your stuff and lock it in place. And I think we called it. This is a good level. It feels right to see people here. It is awesome. 
Yep. I want to do our hourly spotlight. Uh, this hour is sponsored by Ashley Home Store. There's 11 area locations in Philly and South Jersey. Uh, AshleyFurniture.com, and they are proud to provide furniture for the broadcast tent and support the President Steve Camp Out for Hunger and Phil Abundance. So thank you very much to Ashley Home Store. Let's take, are we done with traffic or do we have yes, another Yes, we're done, but hey, can I oh, sure. just thank a few people as well? Yeah. Uh, Bowder Audio Systems, Newman University Videography, Portable Rest portable restroom company, Sling Max Rigging Solutions, Republic Services, and Local 8 Stagehands uh, throughout the week. We'll go over, you know, I'll just read off some of the people sure. that have helped us. I mean, there's a, a whole full list. Preston has sponsors. I've got them, but a lot goes into uh, doing oh. the camp out, so thank you. No question. All right, before we bring our next guest, I just want to know, there's a guy in a costume back here. What are you? I have no idea. Yeah, you. <laughs> what is that? The guy in the costume. Yeah, the guy... <laughs> Oh, a sloth. Okay. okay. I couldn't tell. I like that. I'm a goddamn sloth. Come on, <laughs> what you man. What are you, stupid? Yeah. I like but, how you pointed him out and you're like, yeah, the guy in the costume. And he starts looking around. Yeah. Mm. There's the guy in a costume? <laughs> guy in a costume. Guy dressed as a sloth. And what, so he's wearing, everybody's. A guy here in a costume? <laughs> ah. Oh, it's me. We're doing masks required in the tent. And the way his mask is kind of rippled, and it, it almost looks like a bill. A duck from bill. Here. Right. Uh, so I, like, maybe I'm a like, platypus. what kind of messed up duck are you? But then, you know what? I didn't think maybe. Platypus? I didn't think maybe platypus. <laughs> but it turns out. He is indeed a slop. All right, good to know. All right, Case, uh, what are we doing in what order here in this particular segment? We're well, you know what? Let's talk to this guest. Yeah, we can talk to the guest. Uh, there, he is walking around. And then after that, we have uh, Hollywood Trash Music. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you can hear the crowd getting ready. We'd like to welcome NFL Hall of Fame safety for the Philadelphia Eagles, Brian Dawkins. And joining B Dog is our buddy Pete Chiraki from Taking hey! the Peace. Hey, 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 what's up, gentlemen? Welcome, good to see you. Oh, thank you for having us, Brian. Thanks for coming here this morning. My man. pleasure, brother. Uh, we had we had a quick uh, conversation backstage, and you were uh, you were impressed with what you saw by our event out here this morning. Absolutely. So so oftentimes, like I told you, you you have a, a brief description of what's going to happen, and then you pull up and you're like, wow, there's a Ferris wheel. <laughs> yeah, we got a Ferris wheel. Ferris wheel outside. So no, this, and the fact that what you guys do as far as, the, you know, giving giving away to individuals the food and, and whatnot, tremendous. I, so I applaud oh, you. Oh, thank so you. Much. We Seriously. appreciate that. So I, I want to ask you as a player, um, because you guys are right down the street, right? Novacare is right there. That's where you guys practice, where you study your film and, and do all that stuff. And, and it's actually proven very difficult to get players to stop by here during the week. And it's because of your schedules are so rigorous. And it's not only like what time you're required to be there, but also what time you require yourselves to be there, right? So, like, let's say your office job, your, your day job requires you to be there at 9 but everybody else is getting there at seven. You know what I mean? When you see that everybody else reporting early, then, and so you were the type of player who led by example. So on it, on it. So they played in Detroit yesterday. And suppose this was you playing in Detroit yesterday. What time would you have been in the uh, Novacare complex today? Today? Well, today would have been, uh, um, we, we would have to come in anyway. Yeah. For the day after. Yeah. And so getting up early to come in and get in the whirlpool and to begin to work some of the soreness out, um, moving around just a little bit. So it'll been, it would have been an early morning for me to get back over here yeah. to, the, to the facility. It's, yeah, it's, it's a weird thing talking also about, about your impression. We were talking last week about 
so it's your profession. You know, it's it's what you do. Your oh, yeah. your, your body is your is your method by which you put food on the. It's table. my business, so, right? Yeah. It's my so, business, right? And then you you're you get those weird things where you you're reaching for the remote and suddenly you pull your neck in a weird way. Yeah. And you, so where us, it's, it'd be like, ah, oh, that sucks. With you, it's like, son of a bitch. Yep. Yeah, Do we get on the phone? Yeah. <laughs> We're calling up the either the trainer or someone. To, right. Yeah. To, so we can get that thing out real taken care of real quick. And it's, and it's interesting, too, and, and how the terminology is used, too. He's, you know, he's like, it's my business. And I, I knew somebody who dated a freshman football player, and she said, yeah, he told me he had to go to work. Yeah. He was going He was going to play a game. And yeah, so, yeah. It, you know, so us, much, it's like, yeah, we're going to a game. No, I'm going to work, right? So yeah. much more than that. Yeah. So yeah. much more than that. Yeah. And so your body is your temple. And there are, you know, some players out there who are in shape and stay in shape because uh, they have to, right? And then when uh, their career is over, then they're like, oh, all right, I, I can eat what I want. I don't have to exercise everything. That's not you. No, sir. I, I took a picture with you backstage. <laughs> you might be in better shape now than you were when you're in your playing uh, fi- um, I'm bigger than I was. I won't say better shape because okay. you know, back then, oh, my goodness. But, yeah. like, physical lot, size-wise, I'm, I'm, I'm much bigger than I've ever been. A lot more weight training, would you say? Or would you, would you just because, I mean, I mean, you have to, people normally think, okay, I'm just going to pack on muscle and that's going to that's gonna help my game. But it may not. You have to hit a certain level. But you, you, you seem to be so. Solid. So if that philosophy you, was, like, the truth, then bodybuilders would be out there exactly running. that's not yeah, the case right not, so right. there's there's functional strength and functional movements you have to have tailored so, to your sport absolutely yeah. absolutely brian i am uh, no fan of jimmy johnson uh, obviously not a big uh, cowboys fan but he said something yesterday i was watching the eagles game uh, that had never occurred to me before and i was um, impressed by his uh, insight on it they were talking i think it was at halftime and he was saying how uh head coaches never really do much coaching on game day that all the coaching that they do is monday to saturday and on the game day itself it's the coordinators it's the running backs coaches it, it's the the guys beneath the head coach do you think that's an accurate assessment because i'd never heard that um phrase that way before yeah I, I really we really didn't have a whole lot of conversations even with andy going back to my time here like the guys that we talked to the majority of the time really is our position coach now we would talk to jim a little bit more than we would talk to andy but for the most part it's your position coaches so the position coach gets whatever marching orders from up the chain so to speak and it's that relationship that's really the strongest usually now i'm not saying that the coach does not lead the way because absolutely andy did and um even in the, in the team meetings he would let us know i guess his mindset of what we need to be concentrating on a little bit but for the most part it's your position coach yeah so what wow. the hell's those guys doing on sunday <laughs> <laughs> so i mean you have to understand from a, a head coach's perspective though they have so much to take care of it's so much that's on their mind that the the situations in the game, the, the circumstances. Uh, so it's so much that they're dealing with in order for them. And that's why it's impressive but hard for Andy to call the plays and then manage the game at the same time. Those two things are extremely difficult. Um, so you probably don't know this, but you have a couple of things in common with, uh, with Preston and Steve, but uh, more uh, precisely Preston. Uh, you're both Hall of Famers. <laughs> And your favorite comic book character is Wolverine. Swing. <laughs> Swing. That's what I'm talking about. I'm Absolutely, the, man. I'm the best at what I do. Absolutely. But what I do ain't what nice. I do. That's right, but man. What I do ain't nice. I love I, it. I fell in love with Wolverine back in, uh, oh, man, the 1990s. I'm like, wait, what is this dude? What is he? This little guy can do all this? I love Wolverine. Yeah. Man. And he's up in your face, like yeah. it's it's a it's a like close combat when he fights. So I love that part. As well. You know, they're, they're, and this is the and I was reading about um, some more um, word coming out of Hollywood, at least in the uh, in the MCU. 
is that they're they're looking to do Wolverine the way he was originally envisioned. Are you Jack? Thank you. Right, right. but smaller. Thank you. Like five, yeah, yeah, thank you. I mean, I, don't I'm, don't get me wrong. Hugh did, <laughs> Hugh did a great job with the, with Wolverine, but yeah. dude, like Wolverine is literally a short cat. Yeah, you can't yeah. have a dude who's six one play Wolverine. Come on. Man. And also yeah. his, his sense of smell and all like yep. his, his feral abilities yeah. and senses. Yeah, yep. yeah. yeah. I agree. I'm with right. you. So hopefully that'll come to be. Hey, I wanted to ask Pete, who's here with you, uh, do you need to work out like Brian Dawkins in order to eat his hamburger that you're going to be putting on the menu? Because, you might, I might have to, but after, congratulations on the Hall of Fame. Oh, you're thank in. you. And Brian, I want to know how... I want to know how I can get in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> That's it. Well, the French Fry Hall of Fame or something. Oh, most definitely. Sure. Yeah. Just, Nobody's just, got crab fries. Just follow you. the big butts going. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I was looking. So the the uh, the B Doc uh, Impact Burger. You guys are featuring yes. Kickies and Pete. Yes. Right? Uh oh. Uh oh. They brought them. I did not know you brought them with you. You must. You must take a bite of these before we leave. These are, the Primal Supply Grass Fed Burgers. All right. Local company. Thank you, Nick. With uh, jerk spices, provolone cheese, I'm all cur- about Caribbean the spice, pineapple sauce, jalapeno, chimichurri. Wow. Topped with fried egg and arugula. Oh, my God. It's got a perfect blend. What's arugula? Ne- it's a <laughs> it's a, Thank you. <laughs> something green. It's something green. It's more money than lettuce. Uh, <laughs> I love chimichurri sauce. I'm a big fan of that. All right, so, everybody's biting. I'll wait because somebody's got to talk what? Uh, while this is going. So, so we need napkins, too. When you, when you buy one of these burgers, $5 goes to Brian's Impact Foundation. So oh it goes, to, you, you're doing a great thing. You're eating a great meal. Brian, did you have uh, did you have some say in putting this burger together? The whole the whole thing, really? No, no. The whole thing. He took over yes. two months. We need napkins. Two months to do this. It was like it was taking forever. The guy was very the way he plays football is the way he went about the burger. Are yeah. you a, are you a griller? You like to cook? I, I do like to cook, but I listen to my wife. Nope. And then she, you know, mixes up some things. But here's the other thing. Seriously though, when we we've, we've been blessed to go to you know Jamaica and you know a lot of people places that have a tropical climate to it right and i've i've enjoyed the cuisine in those in, in those places so what i wanted you to do is to bite the burger and when if you bite the burger and if you've ever gone to jamaica or you want to go to jamaica or someone like that you can close your eyes as your body turn on some reggae music and you'll <laughs> you'll take yourself to that place as the spices punch you in your face right that's, that's yeah that's may that's, i that's, suggest <laughs> and it's just would this be a violation that you perhaps eat it with a knife and fork because it is you can there's a lot happening in this burger and that's the other thing like, my you, first mouthful was nothing but bun cuz everything <laughs> slid out <laughs> Ew. But, but the, the you, and this is something that's going to be it's, it's, it's going to be a little sloppy so, and it's a good slop but a good oh, slop it's a good, good slop delicious yeah. a good slop is that a sweet potato fry it is yes, yes they are it's served so, with sweet potato fries and and actually there's weapon extras oh okay so weapon extras a dollar from that will actually go so it could be a 6 dollar donation each burger wow. uh, the lobster tails is, is, is an add on the or a weapon extra a crab cake or a cold shrimp Ooh, all right. Of the burger. Dude, I'm so all... If it's not sloppy enough... <laughs> yeah, right? Then, 
And you can get your other hand. Now, no, to, it's amazing. To that temple part. So the reason why the ingredients are the way they are is because I, I literally, I, I eat. I still eat the way that I used to eat when I was a player, right? So I believe that this is my temple. I wanted to feed it the right thing so it can produce and, you know, have the energy that I wanted. So I wanted this burger to have the same type of ingredients to it, to be. All right. Yes. All right. I was a, curious if, if you clearly have put a lot of thought into absolutely. this into this uh, menu item. Absolutely. Wow. And I'll say with all the ingredients in this, if you're running, you might get a little afterburner action. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, passing through your system. So you, you like going to the Caribbean as far as the getaway goes? Love it. Oh, man. Love the feel. Here's what I did. So we, I've, I've got a, a, a speaker system in my, in my backyard. I've, I've got like a two-zone system. So I put, uh, I put ocean sound effects on one and Bob Marley on the other. And I just shut my eyes, and if I you're take this it. burger, you're in it. I'm all the way. You're in it, brother. I love that. I you love got, that. You got to put on sunscreen. I can get point. Love to have the smell. I like it. They have the smell to it. Yes, I love That's it. That's like your grandmother. You put on sunscreen. By the way, Pete, Pete was telling me you guys, Chickies and Pete's, all the way out in Vegas now. Yeah, yeah. We opened up to a couple of weeks ago in uh, Las Vegas. We were open for the Eagles game, and uh, we're in the Sahara. Wow. Sahara Casino and, and Hotel. Nice, man. Is that, Pete, is that your first foray into um? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. That's very cool. It's it's uh, It was real cool. I have a 24-year-old son thinks it's the greatest thing on earth. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Uh, well, listen, uh, Case, did you have, you had uh, some questions you wanted to ask? Brian? Well, I just said if you, had a, if you wanted to do a contest of some sort on the on the can drop, we don't have to do that. But, oh, on uh, the can drop? Yeah, oh, or, or something. But we didn't, uh, so I just wanted to be prepared ahead of time. But, uh, no, the, all the questions, the, the answers were, was Brian Dawkins. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, let's ask him that. <laughs> well, not all of them, but okay. most of them. Uh, what Eagles player uh, was, uh, it says, was October 13th, 19th. Was born. <laughs> was born. Okay. What Eagles player was October 13th? <laughs> yes. yeah. Is it Brian Dawkins? It is Brian Dawkins. Okay. Yes. Good answer. Okay. Uh, what Eagles player is was the 61st pick in the 1996 NFL draft? Question. And Yes, very good. Answer, answer. Yeah, good answer. Great good guess. Answer. Great guess. Great guess. Uh, what, uh, what is Casey Boy's brother's favorite Eagles player of all time? <laughs> Brian Dawkins. Good answer. Good. Yeah. Here's a highlighted one. Okay. Use a highlighted one? Yeah, that one. Okay. What, who is Casey Boy's favorite Eagle player of all time? No, it's incorrect. It's Randall Cunningham. <laughs> Brian Dawkins is a close second, though. Uh, we do know what... Okay, now let's see if you can actually get this one. What is Brian Dawkinson's middle name? Dave. Anybody know? Somebody said Dave. All right, Not Dave. Thank you. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> it's Ir Brian Dawkins. Ir Irish. Irish. Saint. Patrick? Patrick? Yeah! There you go. Thank you. I, I, I made it my job to learn all the NFL players' middle names. <laughs> but I have a question for Brian Dawkins. Brian, who is your favorite Eagle of all time? Ooh. Um, oh, without, without question, Reggie White. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. Hey, yeah. my dog's name is Reggie. Reggie? Yeah. <laughs> Named that Reggie White. Reggie. So when you, if you ask me who I think of when I see especially that logo, yes. it's Reggie and Randall. Yeah. Those are the two cats that I think about. That's That's, cool. uh, that was my childhood yeah. you know, growing up. Was, was, uh, although, you know, what's funny is I wanted to, when I was a kid, I wanted to change my name to Harold. Harold. Because of Carmichael. Carmichael. Yeah. Right. And, uh, but, you know, when I was growing up, we were season ticket holders. Randall Cunningham. 
you know, Reggie White, like, you know, Buddy's watching you. I know every single lyric from that song. Like, that was that was definitely my jam. And, you know, season ticket holders for my whole life. Bring and it so, home, Jerome. Yeah. So, oh, so, and I was also uh, a ball boy for a weekend. Oh, wow. Uh, before wow. I, got, I got homesick. It was a bathhouse. It was, it was, no. I was, a, I was not a balls boy. I was a ball boy. Ball boy. Um, where's, my, where's my balls boy? Um, so, but it was at uh, Westchester University. I, I ended up getting homesick, and I went home as a result. But, uh, but you mentioned uh, Jerome. Like, I got to walk Jerome Brown's dog, and you know, it was like wow. you know, Jim McMahon was the backup Why quarterback. Why is that never and, covered in highlight reels? No, but like as a child, like that's like the yeah. you know, it's a huge, huge oh my deal. God. But uh, thank you. So you uh, also autographed the book. Uh, do you want to talk about your book real quick? Yeah. So that's that's Brian Dawkins, um, blessed by the best. My trip from uh, Canton and beyond. And it's really, it's not a football book. There, there will be some football in there, don't get me wrong. But it's, it's literally some of the things and places that I've had to grow through in my life in order for me to be who I am. My mindset that I've developed along the way. And the people that have blessed me along the way. That's why it's called Blessed by the Best. Because I've been blessed with the right people at the right time have you to speak things into my life. Have you found, and what we have found, and, and obviously we, we were just at the, the Hall of Fame and we were surrounded by people that we admired, that the, the people who really are possessed of the real talent or the real capability are always the most giving with the, with the advice because they're not covetous of someone else's success. They want to encourage success and others. Uh, has that been your experience throughout life? A, a lot of them. I won't say all of them. Yeah. Right, a, yeah. A, a lot of individuals. Right, right, right. You know what, uh, Brian, so we have uh, WMMR is a legendary radio station, and in our hallways there's there's pictures of the, the history of the station up and down and all the, the, the staff members that have come and gone. And I, from time to time, would like to stop and look at those as I walk through the hall and realize that I'm a part of something really special. Um, does that dawn on you uh, when you think about absolutely. the Eagles organization? Yeah, Absolutely. Because, you know, when I, when I come in, and I just mentioned that Reggie, so Reggie blessed me in so many ways of how he carried himself off the field but how he absolutely just beasted folk on the field, right? Yeah, so right. As, a, as, a, as a spiritual guy, Christian, so he literally taught me what I could do, what I can be off the field as a, as a, as a quality member of society, so to speak, and, and blessing people that way. But on the field, I'm also blessing people, but it's not in a good way, right? So, <laughs> but, but, and it's okay because it's in the rules. But seriously, Reggie blessed me in so many ways. So when I came, became an eagle, the first person I thought about representing was Reggie. Like, I'm going to represent wow. the way that they played the game. That defense, that, that you know, with Buddy, I'm going to represent. That's that's the type of uh, mindset I want to represent. That's when a, when a, an athlete like yourself, you know, ha, ha, achieves success, I mean, the, and you said it's it, there's, there's football in there, but it's a, it's a life um, lesson as well. You accrue, you know, you, you learn so many things that are applicable to life, playing with others and, and, and having a goal and, and, you know, following through on a plan. All those things are applicable in, in, in many ways. And that's why I think a lot of times what happens is you'll see athletes go on to talk to business, you know, uh, people and, and other people because it, it, it ports to any aspect of life. And it, and it really does. It was crazy that you mentioned that. Um, I was blessed to speak yesterday at Clemson when I went down. I had to do some things in Clemson. So I met up with a banker. He was probably like in his 80s. And he told me in, in a, in a um, not so, I guess, pleasing way that uh, y'all, you know, I was just able to play high school, right? right. I was like, no. I said, that mindset that you use to play in any sport, 
I'm pretty sure you took that same similar mindset right. into banking, into doing different things in life. So it's the mindset. So it's not, and I tell people all the time, football is what I did. It's not who I was. So what I did is I took me out of football, and now I've put me into the next phase of my life. Mm. So the same passion, drive, determination, and all of those things exist where I am now. That's great. See what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. God, I wish I could look at things like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I'll read the book. I'll read the book. <laughs> it's what I'm going to do, and I'll have the burger. I'm going to live the Braun Dawkins Egg Weapon X lifestyle now. And you know what? <laughs> Then, then you'll be able to just let it go about that horrible gas you had earlier. Oh my God, it's terrible! I'm so I'm glad you guys didn't come out here on stage a little while ago, Pete. Yeah, listen, don't forget tonight at Chicky and Pete's at six o'clock, Brian will be there. Oh, signing, signing books, having a Excellent. book signing. Not the burgers, oh, so right? Not the burgers. No, I'm, burger. yeah, I'm not going to sign the burgers. No, he is signing the burgers too. He's branding them. <laughs> but his signature is in the taste of that burger. Believe me when yeah. I tell you that. It's amazing. Again, and you tried it, so you know. Yes. It's very uh, in good. In fact, I'm wearing half of it, but it's delicious. My it looks, God, it's it looks great on you. It wow. does. Well, it's right around the corner from where we are. Chickies That's and Pete are going to be at the, this location. Yeah, right 1526 Packer. Excellent, right. man. Uh, Brian, great to meet you. Thanks for coming by and supporting yeah. the event. We really appreciate it. Pete, it's always great to see you here. Thank you, guys. Here, Brian Dawkins, yeah. Pete Siraki on the President and Steve Show, Camp Out for Hunger. Wow. Tough act to follow. Very cool. Uh, but we've got a couple of things we need to do. It's 1040, and we still haven't even done uh, lesson question, trash, music news, and all that, all that stuff. So uh, lesson question. We're going to do that now. Getting away a pair of tickets to see Burke Kreischer, New Year's Eve at the Met. And this is for his second show that night that we just announced this morning. This morning. <laughs> this morning on the show is rather good. It's a 10 p.m. show. It's the Birdie Boy relapse. That's why I saw Birdie and I yeah. thought morning. Uh, so, Nick, what's the question we're going to ask today? What was the food item that gave Queen Elizabeth diarrhea? Ooh. 215-263-WMMR. I'm trying to remember what that was. I don't quick quick joke, but uh, right. yeah, that was around uh, 640 this morning. The food item that gave... Queen Elizabeth. Diarrhea. diarrhea yeah. All right. 215-263-WMMR. Call. We do the trash, so let's do that now. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Wawa. Wawa and 2SP join Camp Out for Hunger and are brewing good for Philadelphia. Uh, you can see what's on tap from the breweries Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Vanderpump Rules star Lala Kent and Randall Emmett, we all know these legends, they've gone uh, their separate ways after a three-year engagement. Kent and Emmett still plan on working together when they appear in season six of Celebrity Outhouse Builders. <laughs> Should be awesome. Madonna, I don't know if you saw these pictures, getting called out for ghoulishly recreating the death photos of Marilyn Monroe's body as she was discovered in her Bel-Air home in 1962. In fact, many have pointed out that the dead Marilyn still looks better than Madonna does today. <laughs> My God. And finally, Dr Drake dropped $5.5 million on a birthday gift to himself, a one-of-a-kind Richard Milley watch. Drake says while the price seems extravagant, the watch will help him to tell time. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. That's your Hollywood track. All right. Thanks, Steve. All right. We'll go to the phones and see if we can get an answer. We'll try to go to the phones. We tried to do this earlier. Didn't quite work out. And we'll give it a shot now, though. I'm going to go to Rob. Let's see if we can hear him. Rob, are you there? Yeah. All right. Excellent. We got Rob. All right, Rob. So what uh, food gave the queen diarrhea? Pork rind. Pork rind is correct. Yes, Rob. You got it right. Your system can't handle it. 
Hang on the line. We're going to get your information. We are going to give you a pair of tickets to see Burke Kreischer New Year's Eve at the Met. This is for his second show that night, 10 p.m. Just announced the Birdie Boy Relapse Tour. And tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster. Complete information at WMMR.com. Let's do music news, please. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, brought to you by the American Red Cross. You can give something that means something this holiday season. The Red Cross urges eligible blood and platelet donors of all types to give now. You can visit redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremonies took place over the weekend, October 30th, at the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in Cleveland. The induction ceremony will be broadcast on HBO, streamed on HBO Max on November 20th. Uh, The ceremony honored this year's inductees, Tina Turner, Carole King, the Go-Go's, Jay-Z, Foo Fighters, and Todd Rundgren. Uh, In the performer category, the 2021 Musical Excellence Award was given to LL Cool J, Billy Preston, and guitarist Randy Rhodes. This year's Early Influence Award inductees were Kraftwerk, Gil Scott Heron, and Charlie Patton. Uh, There were two conspicuous no-shows at the event, though. Todd Rundgren. A longtime critic of the Rock Hall skipped the induction and chose to play in nearby Cincinnati instead. With we good, thought he might, right? With good friend uh, Patty Smith inducting him. Yeah, he um, said he might not go in advance. It's too bad. I mean, he, he. I think the last statement we had from him, Nick, was that basically he understands the importance to the fans. He, he At a certain point, you should go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You guys went. Yeah. Uh, there were two. There was another uh, missing missing in action, and it was uh, Brian Adams who was uh, supposed to perform. Man, that cuts like a knife. His, uh, <laughs> supposed to perform his 1984 duet with Tina Turner at the show. Uh, that song, "It's Only Love." I love that song. Great song. I just thought that was a really cool tune. But he was uh, he was uh, forced out. Uh, after testing positive for COVID. Uh, well, there you go. Not his fault. Yeah. Country star Keith Urban sat in for the Canadian rocker duetted with, uh, is it H-E-R or her? I don't know. Uh, it's her. Let's go with her. her. On the private dancer favorite by the That's way. a great song. I think we have a couple of clips. I asked Connor to grab them. So uh, Paul McCartney inducted the Foo Fighters. And you know what? I thought that these were actually clips that we had. Uh, if you have a clip from Paul McCartney, can you roll that, please? Back... We don't have that. Well, if you have a clip of Paul McCartney at home, play it right now. We'll give you a second. All right. I looked at the wrong thing when I asked for clips to be sent over this morning, so we're going to skip that. It's the Alka-Seltzer theme that we have, Preston. Uh, we do. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, my God. That's uh, that's almost exactly what he said verbatim no anyway. Uh, here, I'll, I'll mention a couple things. So uh, Taylor Hawkins of uh, Foo Fighters said, I'd like to share this award with a couple of bands that I'd like to see get in there someday, too. He said, and I love this, he said, I'd like to see George Michael in there one George day. George Michael! I'd like to see Jane's Addiction in there. Uh, I'd really like that. I'd like to see Soundgarden in there. I'd like to see a grown man pleasure a camel. <laughs> he said, so I'll share this with you guys, but when you guys get it, you've got to give me back your bit. And thanks, everyone, he said. Who do you think is the glaring, the glaring, I mean, there's still a couple of them. They've gotten to a lot Judas of Judas Priest, probably? Judas Priest is out there, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd have to look at the, the list of the ones that... Believe it or not, you know who I think should uh, be in there? Um, 
I think Styx has always been a, a really good rock band. They kind of get pawned I, I, off as, as like a you know bubblegum rock. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I agree. I'm, I'm a bit. I'm a fan of Styx. Yeah. So um, there's several out there, and uh, you know what? With enough time. They will eventually get to it. And with our input today, I'm sure they'll take heed. <laughs> uh, do we have a clip from uh, Dave Grohl uh, to play, Jason? All right, play that. Here we go. Being in a band is a trip. It is. That not does like not any... sound like Dave Grohl. That sounds like the kind? shock of well, go-go. They, 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 they did a helium balloon segment that was excellent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. I would like to say that... Uh, the best thing about being here tonight is being surrounded by our family. And when I say that, I mean, if anybody knows how the Foo Fighters work, the people that we're with and we've worked with, it's been 20, 25, 30 years, and we stick together like a family. And I think that's important because then you're doing it together, not just because it's work, but because you love each other. Did you hear him getting emotional? Yeah, yeah, he was getting choked up. No, no. So, I have a a Paul McCartney clip if you want to hear it. What about the Go Go's? Yeah, let's play the Gina Shock one uh, again. You can go ahead and roll that if you would, please. Go Go's were inducted. Being in a band is a trip. It is not like anything else. It's kind of like being married. In our case, a polygamous same-sex marriage that ends up getting divorced and remarried and divorced and remarried. Nice. All right, and then we have uh, Paul. He inducted uh, Foo Fighters. You have that clip, Hi, Casey? This is Paul McCartney. Here we go. Turn it up. Over Great. Here. Uh, Casey Zetta. Here we go. Hi, this is Paul McCartney on 93.3 WMMR in Philadelphia. I'm talking to you with my voice. Keep listening. There you go. Okay. <laughs> uh, we actually do have a Paul McCartney clip, I think, don't we, Jason? Okay, oh, let's go ahead and hit that. <laughs> we had a great time with our groups, but then eventually, tragedy happened, and my group broke up. Same happened with Dave. This group broke up under tragic circumstances. And so then the question is, what do you do now? We both were presented with that question. Uh, in my case, I thought, well, I'll make an album where I play only instruments myself. So, so I did that. Dave's group broke up. What's he do? He makes an album where he plays all the instruments himself. Do you think this guy's stalking me? Nice. Yeah, obviously that was uh, recorded different. Uh, all right, and then uh, a couple other quick things. Uh, John Bon Jovi is tested positive for COVID huh. the Rolling Stone. Yeah, the Bon Jovi frontman was set for a runaway with JBJ fan event on Saturday. It was like a small audience event, right? Yep, which was to feature a Q&A session, photo ops, costume party, and acoustic performance. Uh, John, who tested positive after a rapid test, is fully vaccinated and said through a rep that although he feels great, he would be heading to bed. Did he show up in a costume? Because that's the worst when you can't get into the party and you're dressed as Scooby-Doo. Uh, <laughs> you're referring to Bill Weston. Bill Weston. Uh, uh, yes. uh, and then we'll do just one more quick story. Uh, the Kiss End of the Road tour has run into another wrinkle as the band has canceled its upcoming Las Vegas residency at the Zappos Theater at Planet Hollywood. We don't want to do it. During the uh, current tour, both Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons have fell ill with COVID, uh, with Stanley's guitar tech, Francis Stuber, uh, dying of the virus last month. Mm. Although no definitive reason for the scrap shows was given, 
Whispers of a light ticket sale are really? floating around. For yeah. Kiss? Uh, the paper quoted from a recent Rolling Stone article uh, that cited three crew members speaking anonymously for fear of retaliation. They're filthy liars. Who said the tour didn't take strict enough safety measures, which they say sickened several tour workers and potentially cost uh, Stuber his life. Uh, Stuber and Stanley were very close friends for 25 years, and Stuber was the one who introduced the band with You Wanted the Best, You Got the Best Kiss for every concert. My so. trainer, uh, Preston Dwayne, was out in Vegas for, for a conference, and he happened to, they, they found out there was a Gene Simmons art show going on. Wow. And he, so he shows up, and the guy lets him in about 15, 20 minutes early. Simmons himself shows up oh. and starts and hangs out and is... Just, you know, chat with him, said he couldn't be nicer, but... That's cool. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's what they do. Yep. All right, and there you go. That is uh, Music News. We have to take a break. Yeah. It's almost 11 o'clock. What yep. the hell? Piero Bear's on his way here, right? Yes, sir. Oh, you got to stick around for that, right? Yeah. We'll be back in just a moment. Camp Up a Hunger, day one. Piero Bear up next. Stay with us. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger, live from inside the Bimbo Bakery's USA broadcast tent on 93.3 WMMR. Sponsored by Xfinity. Simple, easy, awesome. And now, back to Camp Out for Hunger. Love that Aaron Jones, by the way. That song, Supercharged, really cool tunes. About uh, two minutes after 11 o'clock. We've gone really, really late on our first day. We're so bad. I like that. Uh, and it's a typical Monday, uh, as is for the Camp Out for Hunger, is it's the slowest day of the week, traditionally. So uh, our volunteers have... Uh, kind of been chilling out a little bit today. We need to put them to work. They came here to do something. They would like to do it. They are uh, giving of their time, but they want to be put to work. And we would like you to put them to work by coming down and making your donations. And if you can come down today or tomorrow, that would be great because traditionally it's a slower time and you can help us uh, kind of keep these guys busy and just uh, keep the outlook positive and yeah. all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. and honestly, they, again, as we said many times before, you see these large uh, amounts uh, as far as donations from Acme and so on and so forth coming in. That's great. But again, your donation will mean everything yep. to the person or family that ends up eating that food. So from the smallest to the biggest, it all matters. So I'd like to do some uh, thank yous. Uh, people have been uh, buying and helped out. Obviously, we've thanked uh, tons of sponsors. By the way, lunch later on today provided by Jersey Mike's, and Ooh. that's uh, for our volunteers and staff, uh, which we have, you know, we're not doing the uh, um, uh, food for everybody who comes in here in the tent just because of cleanliness and all that stuff. Yet, our friends from Duncan are out here in the morning serving yeah. up free coffee, so keep that in mind if you come back. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they're feeding our staff from Jersey Mike's, uh, and, of course, uh, they're going to break some more records this year, collecting for Phil Abundance. Thanks to Jersey Mike's. Be a sub above. Uh, thank you to Endless Pools. We have the swimming event that's going on. Uh, they yeah. probably just wrapped up the first day. Oh, no, because I'm, I'm going to pop in there after this. All right, Casey's going to... I was like, what the hell? Casey's going to jump in. That's Pierre doing that. He doesn't know. Uh, he, the, the mic's hot. That's okay. I didn't know it was hot. I know. I know you don't know. <laughs> it's still making noise. But anyway, um, hang, hang on a second. Not Pierre. Can we turn his mic off for a second, please? Thank you. Jeez. All right. So thank you to uh, Endless Pools and Robert Irvine and Mark Murphy for being yeah. here as well. Uh, the Beats and Eat food and music events is tonight at the Fillmore. Thank you to Zach Snyder for being on the show today. Uh, Matt O'Donnell and Jessica Boynton from 6ABC. Brian Dawkins was here. It was really, really cool. And Pete Rocky. 
And the gang from uh, Fill a Trunk, uh, Jeff and Chris who came by, and uh, Tito's Vodka, Dan Smith, and uh, our crew from Acme. It's just been a busy, busy day, and that's the way we like it on a Monday. Absolutely. It's a beautiful thing. And uh, Pierre has been called in to take it from here and continue the forward momentum. How you doing, man? Excellent, excellent, Wonderful. and excellent. Um, great first day. Sounded good. Really good. Um, Brian Dawkins was really interesting. Yeah. Uh, and um, the news challenge was brilliant. <laughs> that was uh, Preston's idea. I loved that, you know, getting them to say things fast and stuff. Break The breaking news thing was great. They impressive. They did, they they did, did really well. good. Yeah. Really well. Really it's good. Hard. Yeah. Yeah, those are tongue twisters, and they were handed to them cold. So. Yeah. Not bad. Excellent. Excellent. All right. We should do that with you someday. Um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure. Let's get right on that. All right. So we need to do a letter of the day if you want to get rolling with that. Sure. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter. F as in fabulous. All right. And we have a fabulous prize of $300 brought to you by... The Bagster. A dumpster in a bag. Perfect for all home improvement cleanups. dumpster in a bag. Uh, Just pick one up today at any of your local home improvement stores. You can buy, fill, and gone. That's the way they do it. Um, What's up today, ma'am? Well, uh, we'll be here at the Camp Out for Hunger, and uh, our guests allowed like this throughout the day to pop in to visit or yes so uh mask required in the tent okay. and uh that's pretty much it okay cool yeah. so uh people are welcome to pop in and monday is a slow day so anything that you can do to help us out uh and again it's early this year so um it and and the location's a little different yes uh, not that different i mean it's, you cannot miss it but I went to where I've gone before, and it wasn't then. I went to where it was the year before. The tent moves a little bit each year. Yeah. And and its setup is a little bit different each year, so it's it's always challenging to a to a feeble consciousness like mine. Um, but one does the best one can with what limited supplies one has between one's ears. Um, having said that, we'll also do some cool workforce blocks, including Coldplay and Bob Marley, and maybe we'll take a block by request for the highest donation. Ooh. I thought that might be a kind of a fun thing. Yeah, anything you can do to jazz that, Pierre. That's yeah, right. it's awesome to have you here on a, on a Monday to get that going because. Again, this, as Preston said, the first two days would be wonderful if we could get over that kind of lag that always occurs at the beginning of the camp out and really start kicking it. Well, you have to know these guys ter- are terrified every Monday. <laughs> oh, my God, it's going to fail miserably. And it does not, thanks to you, our dear listeners. But but anything you could do to give us a little boost on a Monday or Tuesday. Is Jackson coming today, too? I believe so, yeah. Okay. Right. You guys are here every yeah. day this week. So cool. uh, until until Friday, and then when our show ends on Friday, got it, it starts breaking down. Cool. Uh, I mean, it, it, uh, here's to Rodney and the crew and all the people who set this thing up. They were doing it last week. Yeah. Uh, they were sending me pictures of the skeleton yeah. of this tent. And um, this is not... There are a lot of moving parts to this whole thing. And uh, more than you can even imagine, even building a stage. And But this tent is gigantic. And the construction that goes into it, I saw the skeleton all laid out in the parking lot as they as they were beginning. It's quite an effort. So here's to all those folks that put it together. And I don't even know how many did, but many did. So uh, a fun production, and we're off and running. Excellent. All right. All right. Thank you, Pierre. And I want to thank our sponsor, Special and Steve Show, has brought to you today by Acme. You can download the 
the Acme app to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks today. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. Also brought to you by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston Steve Show, and by Meineke for tires, brakes, batteries, exhaust systems, and more. Meineke doing car care right. Uh, tomorrow, busy day on the program. We do our City 6 Papa oh, Shot oh. Championship. That's right. The collegiate coaches will be here to take each other on for the McCanty Cup. Awesome. Who's going to win it this year? We'll find out tomorrow. Also, from the band Royal Blood, lead singer Mike Kerr, super nice guy. Nick Cannon is stopping by here. Interesting. It's going to be on a Zoom. Oh, it's going to be on a Zoom. The Zoom is stopping by. The Zoom will be here. Uh, Jennifer Frederick from Fox Good Day will be here. M. Night Shyamalan will be joining us on wow. the program. Uh, and we also have our crew from NBC10. That's Tracy Davidson, Keith Jones, Bill Henley, a whole bunch of them are going to be stopping by. And just a reminder that tonight, yes, tonight, uh, right before the Sixers game, Preston and Steve are going to be ringing the bell. Yep, we'll do that tonight if you're headed to the game. Uh, that is it. We are done. Rage on and have a great day. And we'll see you at the Game Bell for Hunger Game. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. Welcome to Modern Life, a brand new podcast from Fidelity Investments that's here to help you live your best life. From marriage and parenting to choosing a career and deciding how to invest your time and money, each week you'll hear stories from incredible people about triumph, change, and discovering their purpose. Search Modern Life wherever you find your podcast and hit follow or subscribe for new episodes. Fidelity Broker Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC, 900 Salem Street, Smithfield, Rhode Island, 02917.